0: Astronauts to the moon. <laughs> Ignition sequence start.
1: Three, two, one. Houston, we have a problem.
2: We
1: have a We talked you on the ground.
2: You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. What you're seeing here is a mirage. Mirage. as if a demolition team set off when you see the old demolitions of these old buildings
0: it looks like one of those scenes of an old building being purposely dynamited and blown up anybody who's
1: ever watched a building
0: being demolished on purpose knows that if you're going to do this you have to get at the under infrastructure of a building and bring it down
1: the way the structure is collapsing this was the result of something that was planned it's not accidental That the first tower just happened to collapse and then the second tower just happened to collapse in exactly the same way. How they accomplished this, we don't.
3: What's going on, everyone? It's Jaron from Jaronism back with yet another live video for you. It is Friday. That means it's time for another Jaronism Friday lounge. We're on to number 43. I can't believe we've done 43 of these. It's really been 43 consecutive Fridays at noon. There was one week we skipped, but that was because I was live from the lockdown protest. Really, 44 consecutive Fridays at 12 noon Pacific. I have been live right here. Luckily, I've got some people joining me. We're on to number 43. We called it Building 7 for all the right reasons. And, well, 4 plus 3 is 7. So, what are you going to do? You know, 19 years after 9-11, we have COVID-19. Hey, coincidence? I don't know. You know, uh, It's been 6,940 days. You add the 6 and the 9 and the 4 and it comes out to 19. Coincidence? I don't know with these numbers. Somebody messaged me yesterday. somebody I actually wanted to talk to. His name is Chris. We've done a good uh, couple texts back and forth, and he's called in, I think, on Monday Night Raw. Um, but he is telling me some great stuff. Uh, he messaged me last week after episode 42 and was telling me, oh, I don't know if it's just a coincidence that you did episode 42 today. Synchronicities are off the charts. But he says, you know, have you looked into the Chadwick Bozeman thing? I'm like, what, you know, the guy that died, the guy that played black panther and jackie robinson he's like yeah but you know he died at the age of 42 i t- didn't know that and of course he played jackie robinson in the movie which was 42 in the movie um the day he died was august 28th which was jackie robinson's day this year where all the baseball players wore number 42 anyway it goes on and on and on and when i start hearing wow movies, holy smokes! so i'm gonna have him on my show because he's got a whole bunch if more it, if
4: it cool. adds to it jaren i turned 43
3: on the 42nd show so you turned 43 week. on episode 42
4: oh. yeah Conspiracy. that was 42 on episode 42 and then i turned uh illuminati anytime a pr-
5: prominent celebrity figure has a death like that and there's these reoccurring anomalous numbers so weird huh that's different than like trying to find a way to look at what words represent different numbers and adding it up you know that's totally different like this that was what you just listed off as just like kobe Hold on. It's very yeah. obvious it's a cultic, ritualistic ceremony.
3: I didn't know he'd be listening. He just texted me and said, I'm listening to you talk about ha, ha, ha! So I said, want to join us? Let's see if he wants to come on and talk. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he's busy doing something else. We don't know. So anyway, yeah, we're on episode 43, Building 7. As you just saw, uh, you know that is going to be not the main topic today, because I think you can, you know, people at this point, at least that listen to this show, have to be alert to one of the things that woke up most people here. Right. Most people that are, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists, crazies, um, you know, of course, when you got the left and everybody crazy talking about Russian collusion, and that's not a conspiracy theory. You know, uh, this whole idea that the uh, Chinese are mingling in in the election, that's not a conspiracy. It's okay to talk about that. But if you talk about the fact that maybe there were some men behind some closed doors, hiding some trillions of dollars, and then, you know, smashing their building due to controlled demolition, that's where you get into conspiracy talk. So, It's just pretty crazy that, uh, you know, you can't even discuss these things with most people. I did see a good show today or a good uh, video, which I'm going to promote. I want people to see. Uh, So we'll play that real quick, and then we'll get into some other topics and talk about 9-11 a little bit and talk about the Ronas and everything else. But let me just play part of this. uh, Now I can find it. Part of this. Wait. Hold on a second. Maybe I don't have it ready. Oh, yeah, I do. Right here. Uh, just a little bit of this interview. So, if you guys know Nathan Stoltman, <laughs> um, so he says he'd love to give him a couple minutes. He was clean. okay, so he might be on in a little bit. Um, anyway, if you've listened to Nathan Stoltman, he has the Lift the Veil channel. He's on you know D Live a lot, uh, but you can definitely find him on YouTube. He just released a interview he did yeah. with um, Richard Gage, and I just thought it was great. You guys should check it out. It's on his channel. It's a whole hour, I think, plus. But we won't listen to. Uh, but just a few minutes of it. So let me bring it up just so you can hear uh, a little bit of it. but it's great to hear him with Richard Gage. so let's uh, do this while I see if I can get Chris on to join us. Go ahead and
1: listen Jeff around this topic. but uh, first, why don't I just ask what is the mission statement for architects and engineers for 9/11 truth? What are you trying to accomplish right now?
6: Uh, We're trying to wake up the world to what really happened on 9-11, particularly at the World Trade Center. Our mission is to uh, gather the information, the technical, forensic, and eyewitness testimony and evidence uh, and um, disseminate it to the architects, engineers, uh, our elected representatives, the media, and the public at large uh, in order to get a real investigation. Into the destruction of all three World Trade Center skyscrapers,
1: and what is the status right now of your mission? I mean, where are we in being? Because this started way back in 2006, is that right?
6: It did, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what what was the reason that you know what was the impetus for starting the group and you getting into this subject?
6: Uh, I. I I was uh, hit over the head by a two-by-four, which was the interview that uh, David Ray Griffin had with Bonnie Faulkner. Uh, I I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Uh, I'd never heard any alternative theory as to how these towers came down, or that a third tower came down. And uh, here's all this new information just just hitting me hard. And uh, David Ray Griffin's now written uh, 14 books on this subject. Of the world of the of 9/11 and you know what really went down there, and uh, a, a lot of people can't handle uh, these truths. Uh, I didn't think it'd be so hard, uh, so I started Architects and Engineers for 9/11 Truth, but I found out soon that it's very difficult to get people in front of the evidence. They don't want to imagine that they had been lied to on a colossal scale, uh, as is what happened. Uh, but we now have uh, 3,250 or so architects and engineers signed on to the petition demanding a new investigation. And uh, we we're, we keep getting more and more and more. I mean, we have all kinds of projects we've done over the years. I've been uh, in 24 different countries uh, bringing this information in uh, 700 presentations and about the same number of radio and TV interviews. So... Uh, Uh, We've reached millions and millions of people, but uh, it just takes more than that, I guess. So we're keeping at
3: it. So again, that is on uh, his channel, if you want to find out. I'll play a little bit more because it does get um, good. I think it's a day where we need to talk about this, and also I'm uh, trying to get in contact with Chris here. So give me a few more seconds to get him on the show. I don't think we're Skype friends yet. Let's go to here. I think it starts.
6: And to go to conferences around the country, And have a technical evidence booth uh, where we raise the consciousness of of architects and engineers at at those types of events. We also go to uh, Congress every year, bring them our latest petition, the latest um, uh, efforts like a 50-page book called Beyond Misinformation, our latest DVDs, which uh, uh, includes uh, 9-11 explosive evidence, experts speak out. And uh, that has 40 high-rise architects, structural engineers, metallurgists, chemists, physicists, control demolition experts, all laying out the evidence, which we're going to be methodically going through uh, very carefully today.
1: So what do you find to be the best argument that you're able to make to uh, other architects or engineers to get through that initial stage of, you know just automatic rejection or disbelief how do you end up winning people over or bringing people over um, to the cause
6: well I start with building seven the third uh, worst structural failure in modern history uh, that most architects and engineers know nothing about so they go you know, sometimes they will say oh I think I, I heard about that um, And uh, here's a 47-story skyscraper that on the afternoon of 9-11, seven hours after the Twin Towers went down, witnesses hear these explosions. And then this building drops like a rock straight down uniformly, suddenly, and symmetrically into its own footprint in the exact manner of a classic controlled demolition. You know, like the old hotels in Las Vegas. We've all seen them, and it looks exactly like that. So they have a frame of reference uh, to to which to compare it to, unlike the Twin Towers, which looks very, very different, right. um, and which is very confusing, and which is full of emotional trauma uh, for all of us. And And so we tend not to want to go back into that trauma. So we start with Building 7. And we say, what does that look like to you? And they all say controlled demolition. Well, did you know that happened on 9-11 is what we say at the uh, at the conventions at the booth? And they say, no, no. Well, then they're open minded. They're asking questions They're They're ready to hear more. And then we give them the evidence there, you know, that the building fell as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: Well, where did the 40,000 tons of structure go? I was holding that building up for the life of it, such that it could fall without any of uh, uh, the, the required time it takes to bend and buckle columns. No, they had to have been removed virtually all at once. And interestingly, that is the conclusion of the study that was done by the University of Alaska, by Professor Leroy Halsey, their chairman of the Department of Eng- Civil Engineering, one of the top forensic structural engineers in the country. It took him four years uh, to, to uh, study this building, and in the end, uh, he's concluded that it could not have come down by fire, which is the official cause of this building's collapse, as stated by NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who was tasked by Congress to explain this collapse all three of them to the American people and so they, they just finally said after seven years I came down by fire well fires never brought down a skyscraper right uh, not uh, a, a steel frame a fireproof uh, skyscraper
1: never right never yeah, in the history I mean, of the world
6: yeah except for the Twin Towers right which also came down which we'll get to.
3: It reminds me of uh, you know, gas pressure existing next to a vacuum. Never in the history. Well, except for the Earth. It's great when you when you need these things to come through. So we'll listen a little bit more.
6: Uh, this is uh, uh, extraordinary because uh, it, it should have been the last hypothesis that NIST came up with, yet it was the first and only one. And they completely ignored all of the uh, uh, witnesses of explosions.
7: I heard a second explosion. There
1: was a uh, heavy-duty explosion. Then there was some secondary explosions, and then the subsequent collapses. The
6: explosion blew, and
1: it knocked everybody over.
6: To me, it sounded like an explosion. It sounded like gunfire.
1: Bang, 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 bang. And then all of a sudden, three big
4: explosions. And we heard a big explosion coming down. And then the entire top of the building just blew up.
1: We saw some kind of explosion.
6: By the force of the explosion.
1: Big explosion blew us back. To
6: the floor. Then we get to the lobby with this big explosion. And uh, we show, you know, all the examples also of huge fires in skyscrapers that have completely engulfed them but never brought any of them down, uh, any uh, fireproof
3: So anyway, it's a great interview. It goes on and on. Like I said, we just listened to, listen to the it's like hour the presentation. You guys should definitely check it out. And Austin, what did you think of... Uh, my guy, Alex Stein, on modern day debates going up against creationist Cat in the nine eleven I wasn't an inside job debate, what'd you think?
5: Uh, I mean yeah, he got smoked. I didn't know there were actual like living, breathing human beings that <laughs> still For real, that the official story was legit, you know, so that was really hard to listen to him talk, to be honest.
3: Yeah, he said something is crazy a is it stuff? a
5: flat earther? Or- no. No, dude, he thinks the official story of 9-11's legit. No, I know, but is he also, is he a
4: flat-earther, by the way, or not?
3: Oh, no, he's, like, a total atheist. Of course no, not. No, 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 I don't not know any flat-earther kidding. that thinks 9-11 is as described. Um... That would be weird if there was one. And, and actually, I mean, pretty much anybody who thinks it is the way... These are these guys who think you have to have some scientific paper submitted. They don't understand that those kind of papers would never be allowed to be submitted. Here we just had Richard Gage talking about how he's got these 3,500 uh, architects and engineers who have filed these papers and they go every year to Congress and they demand a, a, a reinvestigation. And of course, that never happens. So this, this is the problem. Yeah. It's not as if... Uh, you know, you know, imagine you have that many people going to Congress saying we demand an investigation into something, and them just saying no, nah, we're not going to do it. Why? Because NIST already did the test, and they came back and said um, that it was due to structural fires. Uh, and then yeah. yet you've got but all now, these guys in communities and Congress. I mean, uh, com- colleges, you know, coming out and doing reports after four years of investigation, saying it's impossible, and it doesn't move anywhere. So when people say, that, I mean, this guy. I don't know why he calls himself creationist cat, I guess because he makes fun of creationists. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, this guy actually said that, you know, one of the things Alex brought up is, can you believe that the passport of the terrorist fell to the feet of the FBI agent and he found it on the street? And <laughs> what this guy actually said is, you know that that is true because it's too absurd to be fake.
5: Uh, so. Yeah, this dude's a clown. I, was, I sent a super chat and said, why did the... Terrorists use uh, fireproof passports. He just stumbled over his words for a few seconds, and then said, "You know, with everything, there's some things you can't explain." Right.
4: Uh What about the disappearance of the flight that fell into the Pentagon?
3: Yeah, he said that there's pictures of that. Again, it was funny because Alex was trying to challenge him and saying, "Where are these pictures? What are you talking about? What pictures?" and uh i'll show you what pictures he's talking about because i followed his line of thinking along to what he said are these videos i guess but i mean he's talking about this three frame shot right um here 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 uh i mean that's just yeah, everyone insane. in the world's that's seen this like yeah we've already seen it he act like it's he's like oh it's airplane? been held back and Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Not to mention, people don't understand that on the top of the Pentagon, which again is the number one most secure place supposedly in the country, there is cameras littering the entire top of this building every, I don't know, 20 feet. I don't know how many cameras, I forgot the exact number, 23 or 27 cameras that line the front of this building. Why would there be absolutely no video footage of the this plane and it used to be yeah, we oh, know they they're... got rid of it right
4: well from yeah the, but it used to be the, oh they're holding it because
3: of muhammad Atta's thing and you know they, they used to have all these excuses um mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden it, it's you know now he says oh no all this stuff has been released now so i guess the the, the belief is now that everything that they have has been released and this is what he's talking about and the everything that they have mm-hmm.
4: um, yeah and to, and to add to what the, the engineer is saying in Brazil, there was a huge fire in a, in a whole building in Paulista Avenue, a steel building. That building burned for days. <laughs> and then they had to actually implode it later. They, they didn't Dude, control the demolition. S-
5: September 10th, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld holds a press conference right. saying the Pentagon was missing $2.3 trillion.
0: Yeah. But and they hit then the, the next the day office. that
5: happened and hit the Pentagon, where, yeah, exactly and uh, what
4: <laughs> super lucky it makes it how can necessary.
5: a normie hear that and, and brush it
3: off <laughs> well it's because it, it's, it's exactly this guy Richard saying and mean, there's some people it's too much of a trauma and this is what happens when you have I don't know what you would call it nationwide PTSD I mean, this is what they do—they to people it's when you... Trauma. It's, it's trauma. It's trauma. When you blast them with trauma yeah, and yeah. death and fire and look at these you know, hmm.
4: uh, poor... Individuals. Remember the vigils? Sure. People crying at night all oh. night. And then this is how the guys
3: basically started the debate, which I've had this happen to me. Anytime you ever bring up 9-11 or you bring up uh, SH or anything like that, the immediate response from these guys is to say... I mean, he acted like he was going to cry. He said, you know, I just I really feel bad for all these... What you're saying is that these people that died didn't actually die, and that they and it's like, no, no, we're not saying you know, it's like they get this whole I don't know if it's virtue signaling, like, how dare you question, yeah, how day. dare
5: you syndrome,
0: yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
5: exactly. That's what he did, he was trying to guilt trip Alex,
4: and it, what a clown, it, it bro. happens it's like, all the time in these debates. They always, it's, it's such yeah, it's, an easy it's running away from the argument itself, right? I'm right, and it's does.
3: such an easy way to. Basically, always corner your opponent. If you ever are debating, and if you are debating any kind of a conspiracy theory like that, or if you're saying it was a false flag or any kind of school shooting, uh, they the pro to that argument can always be I'm saying pro that it was real can always use this kind of um, heartstrings card, right? Where they pull out and say you are a terrible, despicable person for questioning it, and that's exactly why these guys get away with it because they know that it's very rare that somebody's going to question these kind of events.
4: Yeah, it's a fallacy. It's a, it's a kind of at hominem, obviously. It has nothing to do with the, the question you're debating. So it's...
5: No. Yeah. Uh, 9-11 is so incredibly obvious. Like, I, I use that as a bit of a litmus test. Like, if I meet someone, which it's really crazy to meet someone in 2020 that breathes oxygen and, and believes the official story, but <laughs> I and ask them about 9-11 because if they think it's legit, the official story, there's no way... They can even entertain the magnitude that we were deceived about the nature of the Earth and the moon landing. It, it, so it, yeah, the same with the moon landing, right? If, if that's a really good litmus test regarding the Earth, right? Of course, mm-hmm. if you think if you think there's no way they faked the moon
4: landing, well, right. what yeah, what do we do now? You know, no chance for you, I guess. Right? They, I mean, I guess I, I think that the evidence speaks for itself. I mean, someone like that who resists, who resists maybe they haven't even looked at it and if you if you just put it in front of them uh, I mean, it's pretty hard to deny it, I mean we've seen some things, you know, that there's, in particular, remember that one with the antenna that kind of breaks loose <laughs> then kind of bobs down and falls down I'm not sure you remember this, on the lam uh, as it's approaching the, the arbiter, but oh, yeah, yeah it's all kinds of stuff, it's ridiculous
5: but that is the thing, they don't want to look at it, right? I know people, like, that, like they don't even look at it, it's like how can it be 2020? 19 years later, you haven't even looked at the intricacies of 9/11. How, how okay. could that happen? Like you, you're afraid of what it might reveal, right? Like that's the only thing. Because well, once I you mean, go look at it, it's ridiculously obvious.
3: Yeah, and that's why I mean, this is why we have to plant seeds, right? I mean, I always tell the story because it's. It's just ridiculous for me to even think about it. But when my buddy told me, he came and told him, this is the, at the time I was a drugstore manager. I was working seventy hours a week. I had a you know, single dad, had to come home and take care of my son. Uh, all I cared about was watching the baseball game, going to sleep, and getting up the next day at five thirty. That was my life, right? So. When my buddy told me, "Hey, you you know, nine eleven was an inside job," I mean, I told him he was crazy, and I even said, "Like, don't ever talk to me about that again." I don't have time to worry about that. Like, it's ridiculous. Why would you ever? And then it was years later that I happened to be sitting in a computer with some free time. I think that by that time, I was no longer working there, and I was like, "All right, uh, you know, let me look into this." And you're right, Austin. All it takes is for somebody to begin to look into it and review the evidence and see everything that happened and see what's happening with Bush. I mean, the whole thing just crumbles right in front of your face, much like the. And, uh, and also,
4: Jaren, what did you say when you first saw it? Because I think that's very significant. When you when you walked into the shop and the buildings are falling, whatever happening. Yeah. What did you say?
3: I said, "What movie are you guys watching?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, I mean, that's the weird. I have a weird story in the fact that I used to work in that. In those days, I was a assistant manager, and for whatever reason, I was working three to midnights. And uh, so, you know, I would get off work, and sometimes we'd go have a couple beers, and so I wouldn't get home until two. And the next day, I think I woke up at like uh, twelve or one, and you know, showered, didn't listen, didn't turn on the TV or anything. Shower, got ready to go to work, uh, made something to eat, whatever. Took off and went to work. And when I got there, it was three o'clock. You know, ready for my shift. And I walk, and I can still remember to this day, walking in the store just felt different. Everything felt different, right? And I didn't listen to any n- news on my car, so the first time I found out, I walked into the break room, and one of the biggest things was I walked into the break room, and there was more people than I'd ever seen in the break room before, um, all mm. watching TV, and so I turn and look, and there's just this video over and over again of this plane flying into this building, and I said, first thing I said was, what movie are you guys watching? What is this? And they all looked at me like, what are you, insane? And then I've told the story before. My store manager, he didn't care anything about the disaster. All he cared about was, Jaren, get on the phone, get every bit of Americana you can, get every flag you can, get every USA t-shirt, get every bumper sticker. Um, He's like, I don't care what you spend, we will sell it all. And I mean, this is like a big shock to me. I mean, this was in 2001, right? So I was only 21. And I was thinking like, what are you talking about? We're going to get stuck with all this merchandise. And he was absolutely right. We sold every single bit of it.
4: Is, this, is he a Jew?
3: Uh, well, his last name was Michaels. I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> well, he was definitely he quick had. on his
5: feet. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
0: just, he knew he was
3: pay pay and and what was going What about also? Yeah. We, like, took down God, a William. whole entire aisle. We had a whole aisle that was uh, dedicated to, at the time, did this or not, it's VHS rentals, right? <laughs> and we took down that entire aisle of VHS rentals uh, to put up an entire aisle of, and then it became duct tape. And uh, survival gear, because everyone was duct taping their windows and thinking that you know, the end was coming to them. And uh, let me see real quick if we have Chris joining us. I believe maybe he joined. Uh... Chris, are you there? Can he you is. hear me okay? I am. Thank you guys for having me on. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody just because I mean, you first I first heard from you when you called Monday Night Raw. I just loved what you had to say um i reached out to you i we, we exchanged numbers and now you've texted me a few times and i've been wanting to get you on the show but just tell everybody who you are and how you heard about this show and uh, how you came into the truth and you know and then we can get into 9-11 if you have some comments there and then we can talk about bozeman because you uh you kind of shook me with that stuff so
8: <laughs> yeah no problem that, um so my name is chris roberts and um Do you mind, by the way,
3: sorry, do you mind being on camera or do you want to, do you want, do you mind if you're on camera? Okay.
8: Uh, It doesn't matter. Yeah.
3: Okay, Whichever way works.
8: Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. All right. um, Yeah. My name is Chris Roberts and um, uh, I'm glad to be on. Um, I've been a longtime listener of you guys and uh, Globebusters. And so this is kind of an honor for me to be on here. (laughs) Very kind of surreal, but. I've done um I called you guys. I have called in on your show. I've done um I've done Sam Tripoli's uh, tinfoil hat podcast. Uh, I think when did three times. Do-
3: oh you done it three oh, times, okay. I was looking the other day yeah. and I couldn't find it.
8: Yeah, so. I, I've done it three times and I did it twice behind his Patreon. Uh oh,
3: okay. right when I met
8: him. Um gotcha. I met him at the Bakersfield show, him and Eddie Bravo. Oh cool, and yeah, so, they do a great um, show went up and took a picture with them and uh just started conversing and i you know i um i guess they thought whatever i was saying was interesting so we sat down and talked for a little bit and it was pretty cool
3: yeah awesome i um, definitely agree everything you have to say is interesting uh you definitely have some unique um takes on things so i guess we could start off because i talked about 42 and you were saying what a coincidence that was so what else can you tell us about both
8: so yeah i mean i'll i um I'll I'll uh read what I wrote you specifically just to keep it simple for people. And then I have another little synchronicity. Cause sure. the reason why I, I texted you in the first place was because of that synchronistic aspect. You guys had um was it the lounge number forty two? Yep. Right? Yep. So it was the lounge number forty-two and as soon as I got done doing the show, I clicked, uh, you know, I clicked on YouTube and uh, to see what was going on. I saw that you were streaming, so I went over to uh, D Live, and it it just struck me because this is where you know people can get lost in the numbers, whether it's you know the numerology or gematria, how numbers encode into words, and um, you can definitely go down that path, and uh, it might might make people turn away from it because it becomes overwhelming but um not everything is by design in that sense Uh, we're living in that design of numbers that encode into everything and one of the weird things about it is that you know with with 911 it's it's completely contrived and and the numbers game is insane with it but uh with that being said there's an organic side to the system like i said you guys were on number 42 and I just did uh, the tinfoil Hat podcast breaking down the Chadwick Bozeman passing. So he played Black Panther and he played Jackie Robinson in the movie forty two. and um he died at forty two. Uh, but if you look it up now, so the official reports were uh, was forty two when he when he passed because he was born in seventy seven but they changed it to seventy six and um just like in nineteen eighty four, right? and and so with that there's even some gematria with uh george orwell it's kind of crazy but so they scrubbed his birthday they changed it from 77 to 76 so that he would have died at 43 but that's incorrect um so what are the odds that chadwick boseman who played number 42 dies at 42 it was uh, Jackie Robinson's um, Memorial Day in in the sense for baseball. So mm-hmm. it was Jackie Robinson Day. It's normally not on August 28th, but it was switched to August 28th. Right. Um, and it also happened to be... Uh, so he played Jackie Robinson in the movie and it was also... Because
3: the day that um, it usually is, right, is, early, is the day usually earlier in the season, and it, because of COVID, they skipped that day?
8: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, they, they said it was due to COVID that they pushed it back. And so so he dies, and I'll, I'll just read it exactly how I wrote, wrote it to you. So the lounge is number 42, and I just got done doing the Fall Hab podcast with uh, Sam. And um, so the uh, Chadwick Bozeman who played Black Panther and Jackie Robinson and James Brown. He, um, I believe James Brown too. He, um, he was like a huge idol in this community, right? So he, he died at 42. Jackie Robinson in the movie is for, you know, number 42. It was August 28th. Um, and with that, what's crazy about that is the guy that created the Black Panther, Jack Kirby, that's his birthday is August 28th. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he he uh, created that. He's a huge part of Marvel, and there is so much with Marvel. Um, it's kind of like our oh, modern yeah. day heroes, oh, yeah. you know. Wow. Um, it's very sketchy. And that's also the 57th anniversary of um, Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech. And so right. when you start getting into the Gematria, Jackie is 42. T'Challa, mm-hmm. who is the Black Panther's name in the movie, is 42 um huey pete newton who you know uh was one of the founders of the black panther party as as 42 and it literally never ends there is a huge there's just a huge encoding right with um with that and so um and like i said then i hopped on you guys are on number 42 <laughs> just weird synchronicity
3: <laughs> yeah that's insane Uh it seems to always be those things. I mean, the synchronicities just seem to add up all over the place, and especially, like Austin said, with any of these uh, celebrity deaths. And, you know, it's crazy because Dave Weiss was asking the other day, do you think that these guys, when they get signed on to these deals or whatever, do they have some sort of, like, quote-unquote expiration date um, where, you know, and sometimes maybe they get pushed further? I don't know. You'll have to listen back to that show that Dave was talking about. Well, kind of, but-
5: and, of course, what a convenient time for the Black Panther Actor to die, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. the most racially yeah. tense atmosphere they've pushed like ever.
3: I'm pretty sure that Pussy those, Pussy. Guys, those guys got booed last night at the football game. Right? They all came together at you know to hold hands and in, in solidarity. I think the crowd booed them. Uh, by the way, there was a crowd at the uh, football game last night, although they had them like sitting in clusters of five or six, and you know, yeah, it looked like the fourth
5: quarter of a preseason game.
4: <laughs> and, and, and A blowout. Doesn't, doesn't Marvel? doesn't marvel have like characters black characters they're kind of like black panthers i I think was in one of the x-men movies that they live in a kind of land beyond the earth under a dome kind of thing
5: i just know this whole black civilization black leader first real deal superhero that's black 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 you know it's an obvious that it's a perfect time for this dude to die and then you look at all the numbers this the coincidence this dude just went through and you compare that how yeah. really what kicked all this off was Kobe and the connections where he was buried Black and stuff Obama with the yeah it's very yeah. clear that they're 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 these are their markers maybe right with the different yeah. stages of their plans and they know it's a ritualistic symbolic communication
3: and with the me too well, me, with you know, the me too movement why why did it never come up when Kobe's I mean all of a sudden he's a saint it's just kind of like George Floyd right these guys get wings when I mean people need to go back and look what Kobe was found basically guilty of
8: I mean, the ring. He bought his wife and everything that went on in the hotel room. People forget all about that stuff. It's insane. Well, and the, there's, there's not, not only. So, I mean, 24 is the mirror of 42. So it's little, True, just simple things there. like that. <laughs> it, it's in that he was the black Mamba. The fact that he was tied in with Kanye in that predictive programming of his death with the helicopter and, and him throwing the, the bomb at the helicopter and he dies in a helicopter over by kanye's house and then is buried in corona del mar <laughs> yeah you know i mean come on he got a yeah and on yeah, kobe's one of his big tattoos he's got a, a big crown with the monarch uh butterfly right there
3: awesome right. that's what that yeah, means so, it has so to I mean, be true so, it's true when so, it you can't write it if you can't write this stuff then it means it's true according to conspiracy or con- creation
4: right right, and, right it's so insane I, that ahead, it, it has to I'll be it's like a similar I mean, Elon Musk kind of twist. But I was going to ask you, because the implications of this go back a long way, and a lot of people, you know, when you look at the details here at the end of it, uh, some people tend to, to get lost, and not connected, with what you just did right now, connected to the monarch, uh, and that is MK Ultra. That means the Nazis that came over, took over NASA, that, that people forget about. But the, the, what I think is crazy about this that well and also we know that there's actors that actually come from military training and go straight to hollywood to do their roles yeah so what it what it seems to be the case is that they somebody has a roster of all these characters and they're all numbered meaning they're 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 coming in is number. They're coming out is number. Everything's part of some sort of plan. That this thing must
8: have to, I, must have it has to be written somewhere. People are taking I think, right? Go. Uh, sorry to cut him, but what? it's Just touching on that specifically. This is where I, I think a lot of things are contrived. Like with when we can touch on nine eleven with all these encodings, um, but I don't know if every single aspect of it. Is a hundred percent pre-planned. I think that we're in this natural system where numbers encode into everything. Um, you know, just like a succulent, the, the Fibonacci or the phi ratio. You have that on the back of your head, with, which the, is they call it. Your the way your arm you know, bends. that's essentially the same thing as the way your fingers do it. It's, it's all... Okay, so the proportions, it's just proportions just the,
4: of the body and plants and animals and, and all that. I, I that, agree with that. that. Some of it, it, it's
5: organic, all right?
8: So yeah. The, but I a lot of it gets it, it. pushed. And it's because of how energy can build and how then you can either in, just encode on it, um, whether it's the number value or you're actually pushing it as a forced prophecy. You know, you, it's just an ancient spoiler alert, you know, um, so a magic technique. You can saying? then harvest that energy. Because there's these big building times of energy, you know, just like 9-11. And the reason why, you know, on three eleven this year with uh, the coronavirus kicking off, there was a ton of predictive programming for that. But people thought it was 11-3, which was November 3rd of 2019. Um, mm-hmm. But it just happened to be the mirror of that, which is March 11th when the lockdown kicked in <clears throat> for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a lot of these connections there. But I actually, let me touch base one more um, with Chadwick Bozeman, Okay, so he played, um, I'm pretty sure he played James Brown. Yeah, and you know how you brought up, Jaron about how um, either Dave, Dave or whoever had said maybe they, you know, essentially sign a contract, like how... Of course, there's all this um, lore about that in Hollywood about selling your soul and stuff. But James Brown literally had a uh, music video where he does a deal with the devil. It's called "Beat the Devil." And I think it came out in 2002, um, and it's him sitting down talking about selling him, selling his soul, and like when, essentially, when he's going to die, um, how long he has until you know he's capped out.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, "Get on Up" was the name of it. And this dude always
5: did the X, right? He always does an X on his chest, and there's a whole bunch of like occultic symbolic um, meaning behind the X. Death, that's the thirty-third um, masonic um, ritual, right it's
8: very there. Very interesting. Yeah, that's if you look up, um, you know, anything to do with like the Freemasonic depictions with Hiram Abiff and all that stuff. When you get to certain depictions, you'll see that they're crossing their arms like this in the X, like the Bonesman, you know, skull and bones, but except it's with the upper half. And um, that that's apparently one of the symbols uh, that you would physically do to someone uh, greeting them as a 33rd degree through Scottish Rite, of course.
5: There you go. Okay. Yeah. definitely very symbolic, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no way it's not. It's not. A point. And also there's numbers embedded in 911, right? From my understanding, it looks like, the story of Yeshua, it actually would be more accurate that he was born on 9 11. It feels like they've reversed here yeah, this in the 1968 Rockefeller owned magazine. He has 9 11 on his watch. 33 yep. years later, it happens. That 33 years from the uh, building of, you know, it's just, it's pretty obvious that they use these numbers um, to, to make up plans. And then I think you're right also that sometimes there's organic synchronicities that compile.
8: Yeah, because we're going through. We're, we're living through a physical Ouroboros where we're catching time. We're finally latching onto the tail and completing the full circle because 1968 was whenever they erected the, the tra- Trade Center, right? 33 years of 2001. But also 1968 was whenever we're having civil unrest. That was whenever the Apollo mission started. That was whenever um, Boeing Seven. came out with the 747. Um, that's the tie-in with Seattle because Boeing came from Seattle the, the black monolith that was in Seattle the day uh, you know on 9/11 it showed up like a week before 9/11. Um, the, there's a ton that goes into that ritual. Seattle is, is a huge a, a huge tie-in. Um, and that's why, Everything kind of locked down uh, with Seattle. They got hit first, and then Tom Hanks comes down with coronavirus, and he played uh, uh, excuse me Sleepless in Mm -hmm. Seattle. (laughs) You know, there's a lot there. The only thing—the
3: uh, only thing—that's uh, thing making me go, eh, I thought. So everything I can find is that he died at 43, right? But you're saying yeah. that it was. That, so have you seen evidence that it was 42? Have we seen any kind of wayback machine evidence or something that we can show that that was changed or
8: all the all of the original posts that people put out was that he was uh, that he was born in 77. <clears throat> mm. Let me. What and, and um. People like, so how I got onto Gematria and how numbers encode into words is, originally it was through uh, Marty Leeds and Zachary K. Hubbard. And I kind of took what I was learning off them and started, you know, took the football and ran with it. And so you could start to see these encodings essentially in, in everything. And that's where people don't want to look into this because it becomes overwhelming. You, It'll make you feel like every single thing is scripted, but it's the only the things that matter and even little rituals just push energy along and until you have a big one, which is like a 9-11. Um, like I said, 1968, we're living through, every, essentially everything that was happening in 1968, we're living through that again. There was even a uh, a flu that came from China during that time as well. Um, that led, it, it started to break out in 68 and I think 69 was Woodstock, right? So um, like yeah. Apollo, um, I'm finding hilarious things movie.
3: now I'm searching as we're talking But just you know I'm finding lots of biographies That have been changed They say yeah. Born in 1976 And then it says Or in 1977 Sources differ If they just left <laughs> right. If they just left shit alone It would be one thing Right Just leave it alone And if, even if I say Okay he was born It was 42 But now they're even changing it So it's not
8: 42 <laughs> It's hilarious Right so, And sources Orwellian differ. Okay, So with, with all of the numbers uh, That come in um, so we're, we're talking about the, the 19 year moon cycle that we're on right um, that, that's been a huge encoding COVID-19 um, just to tie it in with the Chadwick Boseman when you start getting into Gamatra you'll start to see it just speaks right at you um, Wakanda is 19 you know um, there's, a, there's another little synchronicity is Christopher Nolan is coming out with a movie called Tenet which is T-E-N-E-T so it's you know, the it's the mirror of each other, which is twin symbolism in that sense. And um, tenant is nineteen, and uh, the reason why that's you know he's he's got a lot encoded um, with you know he has the sh in the dark uh, night rises predictive programming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he has like the map, and it shows the the school right, the sh school, mm-hmm. and yep. um, you have essentially. Uh, the kickstart of Revelation, which is you know, trumpets, right? Trumpets. There, there's that tie-in with you know us living through le- Revelation or a forced prophecy. But he he calls it the instrument of your liberation, which is the trumpets. That's that's what Bain says in his speech after the stadium blows up. So he's got a lot in his movies, uh, Christopher Nolan and um another tie-in is vibranium and orwellian right i said orwell um we're living in that george orwellian um like they're rewriting everything so they changed his birthday and like i said i i mean i have um i screenshotted some things but you can you can go to like zachary hubbard i'm sure he has like a ton sure of, of of who posted you know that he died at uh, 42 i
3: just showed a a site genie.com there's a couple other sites that uh, show him born in 77 so there is a question there i guess
8: yeah and so orwellian is 109 vibranium is 109 you know that's 19 put it together most likely he was part of the boule like how kobe was and that's 19 um there's there's quite a bit with the numbers you know, Civil War. It seems like we're gonna have, and that's one one nine. The you know the mirror of nine eleven. So yeah, and you were talking about Book of Enoch. Book of Enoch is one oh nine. I was breaking all this down whenever I was listening to that stream too. It's very funny. Yeah. Interesting. For sure. One one little synchronicity too um, was that someone had brought up. On the call uh, yesterday, um, one of the callers had said about looking up the Phoenix Enigma. And I know Corey. I've been on his show uh, once, and I'm actually doing a show tonight. We're going to do a a 9-11 breakdown, uh, just throwing a bunch of stuff out there. But it's just so weird. I I just had texted Corey, you know, hey, did you want to possibly do a a 9-11 show? As this guy started talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, Dave checking out the Phoenix Enigma and trying to flat smack him and stuff. It's just weird.
3: Very weird. Very weird. And, uh... wait, 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 did we
5: mention, of course, Will, William Cooper? Oh, yeah, Bill like, Cooper. Like he, sure. he predicted 9 11. Here's a meme right here. Yeah. Predicted 9 11 in a broadcast in June of 2001. He said they would blame the event on Osama bin Laden, but told his audience, don't you believe it? And he was shot and killed by police yeah. less than two months after 9-11? Uh,
3: on his doorstep, basically. They went to his house and just took him out.
8: Right. And with George Floyd, um, the the stuff with George Floyd, I did that episode on Tinfoil Hat um, with Sam, breaking that down right when it happened. And, you know, um, it was the whole 846 uh, with the knee on the neck, which is also highly ritualistic when you start looking into... Masonic Orders, or, um, you know, people have brought up the the, um, the goddess Kali, um, you know, Kali, um, Kalima, I think, about uh, stepping on the person's neck uh, or chest. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's highly did symbolic. You, did, you, what, what, did you, by
4: any chance, okay. see the Space Busters video that he did a great job talking about the numbers
8: related to Floyd? Yeah, that one that? was really funny. <laughs> The 42 and on the thirty-eight or whatever, his voice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Um, I I can't breathe. Is that that 33? Go ahead. I can't breathe. Is that 33? Yes, I believe so. I I can't breathe. I mean, Kobe was, um, he was rocking that shirt in like 2014 um, during one of the games, you know, uh, one of the the pre- you know, pre-warm ups and all that stuff during the warm ups. Um, yeah. He had it, a shooting at Yeah, yeah, he had that. Yeah, shirt because on. there was that
5: other guy, right? Eric Gardner. Exactly. So, and so then, they use Kobe as a ritualistic "quote unquote" death. Maybe they go to some other land once they do their part on the stage or whatever. But anyway, the Rona thing that signified it—they embedded it in his it death. Then they started pushing the race card, and now they have the most prominent a Hollywood figure regarding race die in the middle of it.
8: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it, so it's just a it's a massive ritual that's getting harvested, like nine eleven, and how it even connects is so all of the the civil unrest in the black community and in our society as we know it started with um, George Floyd in that in that big blow up, and so the whole eight forty six right. 846 is whenever the first plane um, hit the, twi- the, you know, the first plane, right? Hit um, the Twin Towers. It was at 846 AM. And that's a anti-Christ ritual because I'm pretty sure in one of the ciphers, there might be the Greek cipher. Um, I think Jesus Christ, which is like Helios Christos something. Um, I can't remember. I'm think i pretty sure it equals uh, 846 or 864. It's like um, it's one of those. What do you call that? Um, when the number is essentially the same amount of numbers and it just keeps switching, like how 322 and when they pull uh pull that stuff uh, regarding uh, skull and bone rituals, they do it on you know two two three three in the afternoon. It's just a mirror of three, three, three two two, Those types of things. And how another another tie in love with surprises. the ritual is, is that the moon the is always considered 19 um, with with the, the the big moon cycle. There's usually eclipses um, that ha- like really big ones and astronomical alignments on that 19 year moon cycle. So it's always attributed uh, to 19 and 93 is always um, attributed to either Saturn or the sun. And if you in this this isn't blasphemy, guys. This is just how numbers work in the Bible, you know? But um, uh, God's son equals 93. Saturn equals 93. Um, pretty sure Kronos or one of the other ones equals 93. And so when you had the first attack on uh, the, the Twin Towers, it was 1993, which is... All of these rituals is to take like the divine masculine and feminine and bringing them together. You know, uniting the opposites, squaring the circle um, in masonry and a lot of these um, mystery schools. This is what a lot of it is, is bringing together kind of like making a living, breathing um, spirit of Baphomet, if you want to say that bring in. All of them together, and so you have the 19 and 93, and then you have flight 93 on the 19-year cycle, and you have it, uh, Gemini, which was the two towers itself, and then you, uh, it, its house was under Virgo, which would be the maiden, which is you know Statue of Liberty, which happens to be you know the as, azab- <clears throat> excuse me, the as above, so below, you know the Baphomet. And how that kind of ties in is it's just another massive ritual under Gemini, like what they did in The Shining, Uh, Stanley Kubrick breaking down the twin symbolism with the twins in the hallway. That was Mm -hmm. for Gemini. You know, the...
5: I think think God is short for Gadriel, right? And the English language is a very tricky thing. But also with the Kobe Bryant death, right? Uh, LeBron James surpasses his scoring record. By scoring, with 7 minutes and 23 seconds left, in the third quarter, he scores 33,644 points. And in the next day, Kobe dies.
8: Yeah, not even 24 hours. 24. 24? (laughs) Yeah, and I I followed this rabbit
3: hole with the whole uh, Chadwick Boseman. And you can see IMDB and Google both changed the date. Um, just so people looking into it will see. I mean, there is a lot that you know you can just look up 1976 or 1977. It's just interesting when they go around changing things. And again, it all says sources differ. And uh, IMDb mm-hmm. had to correct their their incorrect information. But I mean, that means that he's basically up incorrect for the last
8: ten years.
4: Do you, and do you think these people actually die, uh, Chris, or do you think they're just
8: hiding somewhere? So. We don't have the right paradigm of reality to, to question that. I, I would say, okay, and this is why I preface it this way, is because there's not a lot of history that's preserved and it's what is wanted to be put out there in uh, the you know public's consciousness. They, it's what they want us to know. So then you start to get into like old you portraits or, or paintings and old pictures that were preserved. And it's, it's very hard to preserve things, right? But what are the odds that celebrities and famous people in our time period look exactly like people in history, like dead on? Um, and so what I'm trying to say is maybe they're cut from the same cloth. Maybe it's this epigenetic pass down of, of karma. And um, essentially, these people are kind of bloodlined in maybe and they wake up uh, eventually or they're already famous be- before they understand maybe the world doesn't work the way that they portray it. And they're already too big. They, they can't come out and say anything. So they just have to mm. essentially stay quiet for the rest of their life. And then you have people like Prince or someone who comes out and talks about it at the end. You know, there's there's people that come out and interlace truth. Um, and there's levels of it, with, of course. But I think people for sure die because that is essentially the ultimate way of fulfilling the ritual. But... In the sense of these massive ones, like Kobe, or obviously like an mm. Epstein situation, or this Chadwick Boseman—he was so—it's like his whole life was essentially. I haven't looked too much into his childhood exactly, but his whole career as an actor is like just preordained to to be these iconic figures, you know, in the black community. And so, who knows? Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's chilling with Kobe. Uh, in a in that uh, magnetic mountain in the middle of this realm that... Is well, have y'all ever heard in? of
5: Elysium, the movie, right? They say it's, like, off-Earth, but the, there may be just some land they've hidden. There are parts of the ocean people just don't go to. We don't even understand yeah. the entirety of the layout, so they could just hide some portion of land and have it be super dope, and if you fulfill your agendas, um, you didn't get brought there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that may sound crazy to an unopened mind, but... Yeah,
9: uh, the same thing could be "Hello, everyone." Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, could be uh, Debbie Bowen, Michael Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a yeah. lot of examples. April uh, yeah.
4: And <laughs> another thing I was gonna add is just like remembering Cammy's work. I'm not sure you've seen it, Chris, with, uh, we're looking at it with Globusters. Uh, she was looking at magnetic lines over the the map of the Earth and this quadrupole and dipole system, and there's a area that's missing, and it should be, essentially, that boiling it down, it should be between Africa and, and South America, which is kind of where they have a base, which is a place where lots of these leaders have gone, uh, even Orthodox Russian priests, and, uh, like Obama, Clinton, they've all been there, so almost. and
9: and and also, I, I like to have in mind that, uh, you know, after I saw the documentary about um, Paul McCartney, uh, we don't, oh, yeah. we don't. Uh, I mean, we, we need to put on the table that which is some kind of surgery, you know, aesthetic surgery. I mean, you don't need to hide, uh, you know, from the our world uh, because you can do things in your face, in your body. That nobody is going to recognize you, and if you yeah. if you have that type of power, you can create new documents, new ID. So that is uh, easy cake
8: for. That, and
4: like uh, that face off movie, remember that one?
8: Yeah. 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 Well, well, in interesting. Interesting. yeah so y'all you, all, you all heard those movies, theories that some of these um, prominent
5: figures come back onto the world stage as different people?
8: Yeah, I mean that, that's totally possible. Um, why not? I mean, there's there's. So with predictive program or just essentially um, slowly disclosing the truth in, in cinema, one would be um, James Bond, like Ian Fleming, all of his stuff. He was highly connected to MI6 and uh, a bunch of you know uh, secret society um, stuff. But in his movies, one of them with uh, Pierce Brosnan, it was the last one that he did. And I think it was Die Another Day um, with Halle Berry in it too. The whole plot line is that well, first of all, there's like all this uh, North Korea stuff going on in it um, and superpowers coming together and all this. But the son of North Korea's uh, the general, he, he, you know, he dies. They, they think he dies. But what he does is he does some gene therapy to change his face. And so then he becomes like he changes his accent and he's like talking in a British accent. But really, you know, he's Korean. Uh, I think yeah, in the, in the storyline uh, um, Swapfish with John Travolta uh,
9: in the I, I believe it was in the 90s Um oh, yeah he all, that, that is a, also a movie that show you know yeah, at least in my opinion that I was the first right? time Face oh okay I mean, I people, say one no, is another one. people say
0: JFK.
5: People say Jimmy one. Carter is JFK. People say that, that Morgan Freeman is Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. But one thing we do know, though, like Jim, Mar- Jim Morrison's dad was over Gulf of Tonkin false flag right and the CIA did lead the quote unquote music revolution and put a bunch of these prominent musical figures in place
3: but I don't know much evidence beyond that
5: but they have some appealing cases I've heard believe it or not
3: let me say real quick just because we have a couple super chats thank you Alex Burlak for the super chat and unintended consequences is uh, the great Baldini says cheers keep up the great work And then Mark Jefferson is on his high horse over here. Thank you very much for the 20 bucks. He says, I prefer Fight the Flat Earth. Always has opposing views. This is an echo chamber. That's hilarious. Uh, Then he wrote again, I prefer Fight the Flat Earth. He he actually acknowledges super chats, which is hilarious because if anybody watched my show, they would know that I've acknowledged every single super chat that's ever come through of all time, (laughs) ever. So this guy's obviously... Even uh, from this clown. Yeah, really. Friendly or otherwise. A quick question, why do I have to calibrate my direct T V for a point, Scott? Uh, go back and watch all the shows that we've discussed on that topic forever and we've explained it. Many yeah, that's times incre-
5: incredibly stupid. That that's patently bad. false. Go yeah, to Dish.com that. and read what they do, my friend. You need to understand what we're saying for. And
9: remember but that is nice to remind to remember <laughs> because that, that type of question was when we live in the free world and we discuss, you know, that kind of things like Right before where satellites
0: well, and, and-,
3: and lucky a c- <laughs> couple a t- of- couple good flat earth articles we can talk about today. And then he says, I just paid $20 more than most folks. Please answer my question. Why no dissenting voices? So you're obviously not even paying attention. I don't even necessarily believe what Chris is saying. So this is where you don't understand. It. We have the ability to bring people yeah. on the show, to listen to somebody else's point of view, to listen and explore it. We don't just jump down his throat and say, no, everything you're saying is wrong. We just said. Uh, Austin just got done saying some people think that Jimmy Carter is is Kennedy, and then a bunch of us said, Well, we don't believe that. But the difference is between people mm-hmm. who have open minds is we're able to entertain this stuff. And so if you're in the chat and you're crying because you don't agree with what's being said right now, the issue is with you, not with us, not yeah, with the Yeah, you're self projecting the way that go. you operate is Absolutely. in an echo chamber. Right. Your whole life is an yeah, echo chamber.
4: I mean, we, we don't even agree that way. Not true and we agree on everything not
3: even close we just you can know. point in Have the
9: in the uh, ionosphere you can uh, target um, right. stratospheric balloons you can make right. bounds on drones you can make bounce on zeppelins you can make uh, a ground based bounds I mean there is like a in fact uh, if um, i i i going to just for such facts satisfaction, satisfaction
0: share screen i going to yes.
9: no no show my screen what? i going to put a jpeg uh, in the chat section where is all the technologies uh, used by gps and satellites oh, satellite you can, satellite sh- satellite you can share the screen of if the you guy want. because he pay man he pay he have the power he's <laughs> he a <does> capitalist <laughs> inside
3: he did. why do they have to use towers <laughs> Yeah, um, I love the fact that people think their GPS is communicating with uh, what makes more
2: sense. Right, It's absurd. It's Thank you, Bob. Absurd. Bob's here to hey, save the day. Bob.
3: Bob. <laughs> Bob, why do I have to calibrate my DirecTV satellite by pointing it at the sky?
2: Oh, yes. There are actually several reasons that that could happen. Uh, however, the least of which would be you know, that you're actually locking onto a satellite in space. The Flat Earthers, we have come up with very plausible explanations um, for these. And, you know, it's just insane. And do we know 100%? No, we don't. But we also know 100% that satellites aren't going around orbiting Earth either. Um, and that that you guys can't even prove. You have zero proof whatsoever. I was sitting here watching uh, Professor Phil Bell in a, in a chat, you know, and he's supposedly this, this guy that... Is an engineer that has sent up all these satellites in space and you know we were all querying him where's the proof phil where is one single iota of proof that you actually have a satellite up there making a journey from the uk to australia in 45 minutes you have none and, and it's easily easily explained by relaying via balloons uh it is entirely possible that we could be bouncing signals off of the firmament and it which frankly is my Uh, My leading uh, explanation right now, I think that would actually explain a lot, especially when you charge it. But, you know, Globers, why don't you get a plausible or why don't you get some proof? You're the one that has NASA behind you. You're the people that are supposedly have all the mainstream science. But you know what? You're also the people that have absolutely freaking zero proof. Where is it? And like this yeah they and should. this
5: TV for example on their website straight up says that you use towers you know like and you have to shoot it in a certain direction of what towers and and then of course like what Bob's saying you're, you're obviously not shooting at some free-falling 17000 mile per hour satellite that's in a magical second law of thermodynamics violation yeah
3: yeah it, exactly there's been so reports it gets tiring. It does get tiring. There's been reports out of Russia and other places that you know, they've done the cost analysis and a ground-based Loran-like GPS system would cost 1% of the cost of the satellite-launching global GPS. System. It's just ridiculous why they would do it. It's all a story. It's all fairy tales. It's always told you. It's why so many people still think that their phone is out communicating with satellites and they don't realize, oh, when I get to the top of this hill going over this pass, why doesn't my phone work? Why does everything fall apart? Why doesn't my internet work? Um that, there's true. A- and
2: one other thing, Darren, too, yeah. that with that, you know, lest you not forget, Robert Bassano did some br- groundbreaking work, um, you know, oh, three yeah? four the, years ago, the balloon where capturing. he literally tied in balloon missions and and tied them directly to the so-called satellites they were supporting. Yeah. He has actual government documentation for that. It's like, OK, can you explain that, ballers? I don't think so. <laughs> Unless, it of course, it's but actually have, balloons. Just like the
4: GPS doesn't work out
3: in the ocean. I oceans.
2: heard it also from from a, from a helicopter pilot
4: that, uh, and I told this before, that he was in Papua New Guinea. And he identified the source of the satellite that was saying it was a GPS satellite, but it was an antenna on the floor. He went down and verified it, circled it and everything in the middle of the jungle with the solar panels. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not to mention all the the bird, the so-called satellites that have fallen out of the sky with the balloons still attached. Oh, yeah. to them. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's like, and now, and we can prove that, right? We actually have actual oh, proof yeah. of that. But the ballers have absolutely no proof, zero. None whatsoever. That there is anything up there. None of those satellites have cameras on them, uh, unless you want to call Himawari. You know, their proof, which is an utter joke. Every what thirty minutes, it, it drops down an image. That's it's, my, it's favorite pathetic. One.
9: my favorite. My favorite one is still and telemetry. Yes, and we've actually mm-hmm.
3: seen all the stitch lines. But it's hilarious. Just the my favorite one is the geosynchronous. Uh, satellites that are just up there, yeah. so far away, Lagrange point, s- spinning at the exact speed of the Earth, so they just keep a great shot on it. They never move, and that's how you get your direct TV. And people want to believe all this stuff. Iru you want to explain each of these graphics? Uh, you, can you see? No, the that
9: that that graphic that you are showing mm-hmm. right now is is so cute. Look at that. Spherical Earth, oh, I love you know, earth. it's so yeah. it's it's amazing. <laughs> away from each other. Yeah, no, it's but I, I just uh, give you some pictures uh, because all the technology that you, you see there is just a signal, uh, you know, uh, going through a medium because you need a medium to transmit signals uh, or electrical waves or you know whatever you want to call it. So we you need just to replace in that case the 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 last one which is the 30 gigahertz signal uh, to uh, ionosphere or the dome, the firmament like Bob and other uh, people talk about it or just a uh, static balloon because they have, we showed that many times in the past that they have static balloons that can during amount month like uh, six months to an year uh, without, uh, you know, getting back to the ground so uh, the people that is in power they have a lot of resources that uh, we don't even comprehend you know if you want to believe that a standard employee going to your house can target a satellite traveling at uh, you know thousands of miles per hour 30,000 kilometers in the uh, exosphere with just passing through all the clouds all the atmospheric layers going into the uh, Van Allen belts in the vacuum of space, hit the satellite and then come back
5: it's, it's, but wait it's, do they even claim that? how don't they claim geostationary if anything and predominantly towers
9: yes, it's, geo, it's geostationary
5: so they can argue that well,
4: not
9: everything moves but because it's geostationary it's like
4: yeah, but it has nothing been really moved, far away
9: but, but it's, it's, it's very far away. It's very tiny. You you uh, need to pass through all the layers, go into yeah. the vacuum space, 20, 23,000 like, miles away. Then to come back the signal. <laughs> and, you know, and the most funny thing is sometimes when you turn on the TV and put uh, some you know television channel uh, Direct said uh, we we have experienced a solar storm.
4: We cannot deliver the signal. You know, I
9: don't know if you saw that type
4: of message, but yeah, I think these globers never even saw the submarine cable map, right?
2: No, they must not. Probably not. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and of course, let's not forget that NASA is the biggest uh, user of helium in the world, right. hands yeah. down, and not just not just for their balloons that they even admittedly uh, admit that are up there. Probably not the number. But, you know, it's pretty obvious when you look at these so-called launches that these are nothing more than balloons um, that are being stabilized by um, filling the fuselage of the rocket up with, with helium. I mean, it is so obvious that that is exactly and what's happening. Remember, Bob, you know? the,
3: uh, the, the official that said that there's 50,000 balloons uh, above our head at any time.
2: Yes. Uh, absolutely, I do remember that That was an Air Force colonel um, I can't remember his name But I do remember the conversation yep.
8: so. With not one picture of any of them
2: <clears throat> No They, 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 they
8: can never do like a, a back view You know, looking at the Earth With all of the satellites You know, all the thousands of satellites That are supposedly orbiting
2: not to yeah, well, space, and that's yeah. just it. You know, we don't have pictures from twenty-three thousand miles away, or if we do, they they will take a picture that's obviously taken from 150,000 feet, and try and tell us that those are twenty-three thousand miles away. Okay. But that's patently absurd because you can definitely tell the difference, right? Unless you are utterly brainwashed. <laughs> so, yeah. So well, basically, never, this dude guy, I would, bang for his buck,
5: super chat. You know, like you just yeah. got a tuition. I love yeah, how you that. That is you know, a lucky two. I Why no payment. dissenting
3: voices? It's yeah. like, how many shows in a row, Bob, have I given out the link for people to come and join us? It's been like a month straight. We've been giving out a link, and so anybody who has a dissenting voice, you know, Mark Jefferson, wait for one of those shows and join us. Perhaps it'll be this show. Jump on and tell us how wrong we are and how right uh, all the things that we were taught in school are and how dangerous COVID is, and we all need to wear masks for And so don't sure forget to ready. bring
2: your proof. Yeah, Thanks, you book. might bring
3: Oh no, not the Corona program! Oh great, thank
2: you. <laughs> Just
0: oh yeah, that's the bubble Well, program. you know, I my students,
2: it's he. Yeah, he definitely got his money worth it because you know he was his super shots were uh, what provoked me to get on the show because <laughs> it's you. like is, is is this guy for real?
3: <laughs> I guess he's real. I don't know. And he prefers Fight the Flat Earth who act- actually acknowledges Super Chats and has opposing what? views. I don't know what that means. Do you
5: mean Fight the Tight <laughs> Shirt who does
4: everything solely <laughs> because of Super Chats? Oh, boy. David, David's saying that the app's video for today is a balloon that fell in Congo. <laughs> nice. Perfect.
8: Congo.
3: So get the <laughs> Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac clock app and look at your featured video. And enjoy the information, or just continue watching the show. Either way works Or, or do both, because, because both.
9: David needs, you know.
3: Hey, every bit. Hey, yeah. come on. Every bit
2: counts. You know, it really is. It really is hard to believe that even in this day and age, uh, even if you don't believe in flat Earth, I mean, how you cannot see the problems, the the immense amount of problems right. with what went on on nine eleven. Uh, is, is beyond me. I mean, you, if you can't see at least a minority of those problems, then you have no critical thinking skills whatsoever. And you are either just blatantly, you know, trolling for the other side or, or cucking for the other side, or, or you are the dumbest person on earth. I mean, there is just no way that, that any reasonable minded thinking person cannot see these issues with 9-11 because there are so many of them. I mean, I you know, honestly, I thank God for 9-11 because it woke up so many people, you know, because even people that, that you know, were completely sound asleep, woke up, they saw this, they're like, going, wait a minute, you know, this this cannot possibly be taking place. <clears throat> and right now we're going through a very similar situation with COVID, Right. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's frustrating. In a lot of ways, it's good because people are waking up. But, you know, as I've said many times before, it's kind of a race. You know, are enough people going to wake up before these people are successful in their, their mission of total domination? Or are we going to come up a little bit short? And, you know, all I can say is, you know, for humanity's sake, they better hope that, you know, the awake people pull it off. Hey, I... Uh,
5: uh... I would assume we all agree that 9 11 resulted in great geopolitical benefits for a country other than America.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which one. Oh,
5: yeah. yeah, I
2: can't imagine. <laughs>
5: Talk <laughs> about having
8: overwhelming evidence the Sol- that fingerprints are everywhere. Yeah, the Solomon brothers. <laughs> right? Come on. This building dropped yeah, it- all the information there, and again, just
3: showing anybody who. I'm just finding videos even after they can show the cameras all sitting up here. Yeah, I guess you know, none of these cameras had any footage for us. It's unfortunate. You know, just one. You know, they don't even have that. So.
2: Yeah, and even, even some of the windows didn't have broken glass, you know, right where the wings supposed to be. You know, where are the wing implants, you know, indents? No. You know, you can see a hole where the fuselage is supposedly supposed to be, but what, did the ink, did the wings just turn into you know, clouds or what? In the back. space warp yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's they, ridiculous. They
3: bent the fabric of space-time and that's what happened so fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the day after about? they told us. Yeah. Right, that there's all the money missing.
5: Yeah, it's The so, day, so, after, bro, the day after, bro. The day after the dude gets up there, has a press conference, tells us American people, 2.3 trillion dollars. Eh, it's just missing. The next day. And think of right where that happens problems. in well, the Pentagon.
2: Yeah, I, I think we know where passed. that money went. They found yeah. a passport
9: into the debris. So, that more insultant than that is, I, I believe, is happening.
2: Yeah, I think right we on. know where that money went and what it financed, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pretty one obvious. that was still <laughs> end.
8: The never ending one. <laughs> Satellites in space. Well,
2: no, I think that money financed the very scam that, that covered it up, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, <clears> it's
5: better just to refer to the money as checks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they're really
3: capable of doing anything at this point. I mean, I heard on the news this morning that they're saying that flu numbers are are down. They're down so much that the, the flu is basically non existent this year. It's almost at an all time low, or it is an all time low, and the reason why? Because people wear masks. So here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I've said you have, you have to stand up now because this will be the reason why people think you need to wear masks forever. And I was hoping it would go away and I mean, you know. You guys saw the show yesterday i went and asked people to sign this petition to wear masks forever thinking my wife told me nobody will sign it. and my thing was i can get one person to sign it. and we got plenty more than one person to sign that petition what is wrong with these? you Did know
8: you have that a, like saying a abracadabra what it you know that <laughs> it, saying abracadabra right right mm-hmm. it's i create as i speak and then you have a bunch of people marching saying, you know, I can't breathe. Right. And they're wearing masks. Right. And it <laughs> also, uh, and, and this isn't against the whole thing, because we're all uh, programmed that we have to, we have to flush out all the bullshit before we can finally relearn, you know, what's actually rooted in truth. But whenever someone's chanting Black Lives Matter, when you look into what words actually mean at the root level, matter is what it translates into is a space without spirit it's material it's matter something that is of matter and we're of matter but we're, we have that divine spark within us so whenever you're it's like a self fulfilling prophecy that you're invoking you know it's like a manifestation and people just don't see that you know
3: by the way I wanted to mention this I got a letter yesterday from a girl named Cindy uh, that's all the information I'll give out but she mentioned a Netflix movie. I'm like, oh my goodness, I gotta watch it. She says there's a Netflix movie that you may or not seen. It's called Equals. Have you guys seen this or heard about it? Nope. Okay. So no, but I,
9: I have a, a few
3: to recommend after okay. you. So Equals. This is why you need to watch it. It's a dystopian future where everyone is medicated to not have any emotions. If you do have emotions, they are you're taken away to get the body. yeah, yeah. Hold on. it It's so like THX 1138
4: yeah? It gets better.
3: The best part is but- the, they work at a place that makes rocket launching videos. One of the departments is called Speculative Nonfiction. They all go and sit and watch the rocket launches wow. on the big screen. The same videos that they just created in the office. And they, they watch it and make sure the people believe it's actually happening. <laughs> what? Wow. The show is called wow. yeah, on it, Netflix. It, it, Check it out.
9: In Spanish, it's called... Whoa. Thank you, Cindy, by the way.
4: It's called what? Yeah. Equilibrium.
9: Oh. And uh, that was... In fact, the, the, the characters are dressing like Jesuits... And well, the first time uh, that I, yeah, the first, if if there is the, the same that I'm trying to talk, uh, I assume because you say equals, and I know the movie with Equilibrium, uh, but maybe it's another one that they take that um, idea. But if if, if if it's different, please watch Equilibrium because it's amazing, it's amazing. A movie for, or show. It's a movie. It's a okay. movie. Uh, Linda told me about it, and I saw it last year. It's an old movie, old. You know, maybe 2005, something like that. Gotcha. But it's amazing how much the uh, predicted programming uh, is inside that movie.
2: Yeah. Hey. Uh, All of them. One other thing, guys. I don't know if you saw this or not, but I was flipping around Facebook, and I ran across a video. Um, and, you know, I, it's been kind of my position all along, um, you know, ultimately that all this is, would culminate into, you know, the real agenda of the elites, which is, in, uh, which is, of course, population reduction. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but apparently, I can't remember if it was Scotland or Ireland, but it was one of those two countries, um, just secretly are now threatening doctors and they have issued orders for do not resuscitate orders for anyone over 45 years old.
4: Ooh.
2: Wow, that's insane. But they, are, Wait,
4: the people, are, are they going to follow this, or are they they complaining? They're coming out and complaining.
2: Well, the I don't. Well, all I have is a small video on it. And I was going to look into it a little bit more, but uh, they've got a guy that talks about it in depth. But uh, yeah, and they're saying you know anybody that talks about it is going to be relieved of their job, you know fired, so they're you're, you know using heavy coercion. But, uh, yeah, over 45... I mean, I I start thinking of movies like Logan's Run, right? Or... Yeah. Just crazy stuff like that. But, I mean, I really believe this is where this is headed. And that's why I think that, you know, ultimately this is culminating into they want you to take this jab, and we all know that, you know, the jabs were bad before. God knows what they're going to be like in the future, right?
4: Well, you know, here, Bob, the Lisa just told me that here in the Netherlands, the nurses are being threatened with with their jobs basically saying either you take the vaccine or you cannot work and they are basically saying okay you run the hospitals then you're not going to work you're not going to take perfect it. we need people perfect. to do that
3: we need people to stand up now yeah. i'm wondering if i went with a petition for forced covid vaccination for everyone people would sign up me. <laughs> they, they, i mean this is the sad truth they could just convince the the world that, um, that
4: this is I mean,
3: I'll show just a few scenes because I know you said you haven't seen it Austin you haven't seen
4: it um, Rodrigo right it's, it's, it's uh, which one me going and getting these people assigned oh no I haven't I'm oh, very interested cool.
3: Bob you didn't see it I showed it a little bit yesterday but,
2: um... no I think, I, think oh, I did miss it I totally missed it because we had Jack and his wife over Okay, just Jack
3: so I won't show the whole thing because it's about 15 minutes long, but I'll show a couple of clips. So here is, uh, let's see, oops. All right, we're about to do a little social experiment. I am like my mask and gloves. They look very official. <laughs> I'm going to see how many people would actually sign a petition to say that we should wear masks forever, permanently, forever. Let's see Oh, how my goes. God. <laughs> I, and the whole bet was when I went into it, I told my wife, like, do you think anybody would sign it? She's like, absolutely not. And she's like, wearing masks forever? I'm like, yeah, I just go tell people I want people to wear masks forever. Would people sign that? She's like, no. I'm like, I bet you I can get one. And <clears throat> it's funny because the way the video progresses, the first five or six people I talk to say no, including this first guy that comes out. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. And then people start signing. This guy's great. Sir, would you sign the petition that we should all wear masks forever? Hell no. I love you, dude. Hell no. you such a good guy, it's a joke. I'm just trying to see if anybody's gonna actually sign it. Oh, hell no. Hell no, right? I love you, dude. <laughs> Step one completed. I'm hoping everybody says that. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Easy. So I go for a little while longer with a couple people saying no, of course. Okay, help stop the spread and flatten the curve. But let's see if we can get anybody. Will anybody sign the petition? Taking bets. Are you white? Guys, would you sign a petition that we should wear masks forever? Uh, I'm good. No? All right. You guys think we should wear masks forever to help stop the spread of the coronavirus? It's a joke, by the way. Thank you very much. Hopefully, nobody signs. See if we can get anybody You have anybody so much conviction,
2: Jaron. It's a... <laughs> it's pretty funny. You're not pulling it off very well, dude. <laughs> I know, and you, can't, you make sure that like they're getting away. You got to let them know. Just a joke. Don't don't wear them. You know? like, no,
3: don't, well, that's what I run. said to those people. I started saying, it's a joke, by the way. It's a joke. Nobody should have to wear these masks. Um, and then when I knew things were going downhill, is this guy, because uh, he says he's not going to sign it. And I said, oh, you don't think people should wear masks forever? And his answer to me is, no, I do think So Sir, you want to sign a petition that we should wear masks forever? Uh... Oh wait, not that guy, sorry. Where's the guy that says, well, page two. I messed you know. it up. Where's the guy, that, oh this you guy. you want to sign a petition that we should wear masks forever? Oh man, sorry. No, you don't think we should? I do think we should, but I don't want to sign it. Oh man, you think we should wear masks forever? <laughs> wow. Sir, you want to sign? <laughs> so then I was like, wait a second. Now I do think people will sign. So the first people starts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here comes the signatures. Sir, you want to sign a petition that we should wear masks forever? Uh... on page two. You know, Anthony Fauci says we need to be aware we might kill our grandparents. Our signature right there and any comment you want. So yeah, help stop the spread. Just wear masks forever. We really need to show our allegiance and alliance with the NWO, the WHO, the CDC. It's good for old people to wear masks forever. You know, because otherwise we're just gonna all get each other sick and Children are gonna grow up and they're gonna not look at other people as carriers of the deadly virus. So Really appreciate that mm. So we can stop the spread. <laughs> and can you believe it?
2: Did you want forever? To shoot yourself right there. Uh,
3: I just nope. I, then I was like, I can't not believe forever. this forever. What do you do? She yeah, but what? Wasn't
0: always like that. No, you know what it should have been. If oh, we man. think about all the spit that we have gotten in our faces. And
3: we didn't get all these. It's great that she puts her mask on while she's talking to me. Yeah, to dude. Sign it. Yeah, oh, it yes, dude. Yes, I signed it. For you guys. You're going to sign it that we yeah. should wear a mask forever? Yes. Okay. This is actually hilarious because I tell this girl, I said, um, I think my next petition is going to be children three weeks enough need to wear a mask. And she's like, not three weeks. I'm like, not three weeks? She's like, no, a year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a year. <laughs> yes. Children that are uh-huh. three My weeks great. Up, grandson, she was
0: talking and he said, no, 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 oh. this was a uh, couple of months ago. So here ago. I tell her three weeks. Okay. My next
3: but, petition, I think, is going to be children three weeks and up to wear a mask. Nah. <laughs> oh, what do you think? How old?
0: I think maybe a year.
3: <laughs> a <Just> year? year <laughs> a year up? <laughs> yes. A year up. And this lady comes by, <laughs> she's going to sign too. Nope. You. Just a signature? Yep. It's, it's
2: a good thing this is a comedy show, Jeremy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> these people come it, along, they we don't agree. Check like, oh, okay. We'll sign.
3: I couldn't believe it. So many people
7: signing.
3: <laughs> oh,
6: they're so dumb. Some Sir, would guys. you sign a petition that
3: we should wear masks forever? This guy's
6: great. He
3: pulled a never. <laughs> no? no? It's a joke. Thank you very much. But look at how many people have signed. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sad at the world today would just walk up and say yeah I'll would sign. you sign a petition that we should wear masks forever uh, yeah thank uh, you yeah. yeah that we should uh you know we're divided if we don't wear masks and we're uh, together when we do just things right here that we should live in fear that we should live in fear of the virus <laughs> <forever>. <laughs> just it's not right. it's
0: crazy
3: no not way. would you sign a there. petition to wear masks forever and this guy doesn't even have a mask uh, on. yeah i you think we need to
0: wear them forever? Yeah. Same
3: but you don't have one on right now, but we should wear them forever? Yeah. Okay. No. I just took it off because my. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden says we should wear one, so I figured we should probably wear one forever.
8: Yeah. You think so? Yeah.
3: Okay. You think so? Yeah. yeah just the signature right here. Uh, Where it says signature. Right here? Yeah, that we should just be afraid of each other forever right there under signature. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll uh, I'll use a different pen after God. this
0: one. They're oh, seeing it, be, it right to their, <laughs> <laughs> <to> their <laughs> faces. Oh my yeah. God!
2: <laughs> oh God! Shoot me now! Yeah. I think we'd <laughs> just be afraid of each other forever.
5: Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sad. And then I eventually get kicked out, which I knew was going to come. Here comes the, uh, the big bad target. Oh uh, no, boy. petition? Yeah. I'm sorry. Where can you do, petitions? Um. Will you sign it before I leave? Just saying that we should wear masks forever. I would. I'm on the clock. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Target feels about everything, you know? Got you, because you're on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's about 15 minutes of people saying yes and no and signing, and I couldn't believe it. I came home, my wife's like, did anybody sign up? like, you are going to shit yourself <laughs> when you see how many people sign this stupid thing. So I don't know, next time I'll go. I can't wear a mask ever again, so... I have to do something where I don't have to wear a mask. I don't know. I'm afraid if I go and say forced vaccination, COVID vaccination for everyone, people might uh, be on to me if I've got a mask on. And also I need to get my bike a little closer. so that you know, it's not Hey, it's a learning, learning transition. You
5: know, I was going to say the one time the mask would be beneficial is where like, they can't tell that you're trying to force yourself not to laugh and keep a straight face.
3: Right. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Well, that actually worked okay, yeah. but the funny thing is that while I'm talking, like none of them actually heard me saying the things I was saying, like, we should need to be afraid all the time. Everybody I kept saying, we just need to show our allegiance to the NWO, the WHO, the CBC, and they just you know, signed away. So I don't know what it takes. Now I'm trying to think, is there a petition that I could possibly do that nobody would sign? That's the new Oh, idea. yeah,
5: yeah. You could think of something, but it'd have to be ridiculous. It'd yeah. have to be like a joke.
3: Dave said... Um, would know, have to have to do a child predators or something, you know, letting them go
2: free or something. So, yeah. You know, no, you that. you know what you should do, Jaron. You should do exactly what the NWO is trying to do right now. You should come up with the wording that words a petition in such a way where it's saying. We need to call the population by um, 7 billion people in the next three years right. by any means necessary and see how many. Uh, see if that flies.
3: Yeah, yesterday <laughs> yesterday the guy from uh, Goyam TV came on and he was showing they were doing one on his channel where they were going up to people saying we should take all guns away from white people and free speech away from white people. And he was going up to white people and they're like oh and just white people he's like yeah just white people everybody else is fine they can have guns they can use free speech but not white people and they were signing it
2: (laughs) oh Oh boy that's
5: a great idea though because you have like endless possibilities just always hit the streets you got content capabilities right just ask just to put on display the stupidity of people, because it's just like mob mentality. You
3: know? Yeah, it's kind of hard to do. I mean, because I had to have my my GoPro camera attached to my bike, parked across the street, and then I had to like attach a microphone like, headset, microphones to my hand. The sound isn't great, but uh, you know, it you up, you hear a lot of car noise. And so, I don't know. You'd have to have a good mic to do it. You don't want people to know they're on camera, or else they'll think it's something's up, right? Who, who wants you to? What if you said?
5: Man, mandate vaccinations of uh, babies. Isn't that already? Well, isn't uh,
2: that is already? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, but not technically. You know, like I don't know, you would,
0: because
5: uh, that would you could just you'd you'd have to. immediately be like, by the way, you're condoning putting all kinds of poisonous chemicals from aborted fetal tissue in a bake.
3: Yeah, I didn't show some people. There were some people that said no, and then laughed about it and had a good like, chuckle. So it wasn't just all yeses, but it was probably half and half. I don't know. Pretty, scary. pretty sad. Pretty scary, yeah. It's, yeah. It, uh, wear ma- I mean, think about what I was asking. To wear masks forever. And then, the day after I do that, I wake up today and they're saying, oh, well, flus are down, they're at an all-time low, and the reason why is because people are wearing masks. So, the next push will be for this to be permanent. And i don't see a stop i mean david weiss got kicked out of costco yesterday um for not wearing a mask he had a whole basket full he said four hundred dollars worth of groceries and they told him put a mask on to check out or we're not allowing you to check out and he just left the basket and said, here put this away um so it's getting more and more crazy I don't know how else you'd describe it, but uh, I don't know if people heard and, you know, it's a somber thing, a sad thing. But I don't know if you guys heard we announced it on Raw. But, you know, David Weiss's mom passed away uh, mm-hmm. on Monday and she was in a rest home and she hasn't seen any of her children, hasn't seen anybody since this year. So she basically died alone in a rest home. Why? Because of COVID. They wouldn't let anybody in to see her. Uh, she even broke her hip, had hip surgery. Nobody could see her in the hospital. David even flew down there and basically had to stand outside the hospital and talk to her on the phone. But, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous what's going on. And believe me, it's not. David's not the only one that that's happened to. It's happening to a lot of people. That's evil, bro. It's evil. It's evil. It's evil. So, I feel like we have to really stand up now. People have to realize that, um, and I wish I could go back and tell some of these people that, but, I mean, by wearing the mask and being with it, okay with it now, it's just giving them the ability to continue doing this to people. And again, nobody will ever forget about COVID, this constant PTSD we talked about. Nobody will ever forget it because you can't go outside your house right now without being reminded of it constantly. And at least that's it's- here in California. You said we're, before the show, Austin, I think I was in the restroom when I came back. Did you say you're seeing less and less masks in Tennessee?
5: Yeah, yeah, way
3: less. That's great. I mean, if you saw, there's no, nobody nice. outside this target not wearing masks. Man. And if you went to yep. any store here in California, there's nobody not wearing masks. Very, there's quite
2: weird. a few people not wearing masks in South Carolina either, which is nice. refreshing to see.
5: Nice. Yeah, yeah. It like, it's dropping off from my my angle of perspective. Is, uh, um,
3: yeah. Well, I was lower percentage that they let anybody in a sporting event. That was shocking to me yesterday. So said, Do you know, there's fans at the game. I'm like, what? There's, no there's not a lot of fans in the stadium
2: big business. It talks. Which, I mean, it
3: makes so much sense why you would. I mean, think about where is it more possible to get sick in in their world? In a restaurant or in a huge stadium where it's outdoors? Yeah. In a Walmart where everybody's crammed in there and lined up and that makes sense. And then not in a stadium? So stupid. Again, that's even if you believe their rhetoric about how diseases work. It Um, looks so stupid. It like
5: ruins sports. The, The thing about sports is there are certain people that are super clutch, and when there's a lot of pressure, you know, like they always step up, and that's just what the, that's why they're so good. If you right. remove that aspect from it's super whack.
3: Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, I did see an article today. Let me see if I can bring this up here. Uh, bring it up. Uh, lots of articles on Flat Earth coming out, of course, uh, but uh, I saw this one not an article, but a video. This is another thing for you to cover, I'm sure. Um, Rodrigo, you've been doing some great work covering this kind of nonsense. But uh, this one just came out today? No, September. Yeah, yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. On astronomy.com, Infinity and Beyond, the Flat Earth Conspiracy. I mean, this girl just laid it out for Ooh, us. Ooh, drop
2: that to Hi, me, Jaren, because that's, and that's one of the, the things are... I want to cover is some of these things that are coming out. How right. to battle Flat Earthers, stuff like that. I think yeah. Bro, great look at awesome. that. To do the
7: Actual I've never not wanted Brought to hear a girl by. talk more okay. than this
3: <laughs> yeah, I would agree <laughs> with you You're like, oh no, where is this going? Uh, Bob will drop you this link right now In the, uh, in the chat, here we go we'll Look at the button. background Alright, go, go ahead Of course, yes, stop me whenever you want Just speak up whenever you want But yes, to start off, look at the background Again, yes, if this is what they think we believe It is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> yes. ever and her first comment is the one that just gets me again it's so hilarious that uh, they all believe in this thing that any kind of disc planet like this would cr- become a sphere because of its own gravity it's like we don't believe in your heliocentric gravitational nonsense each
7: episode we'll take a brief dive into a different cosmic topic covering up from the basics to the latest research my name is abigail bollenbach and today i'll be talking about the flat earth
3: I'll, also does she not know how to do a widescreen video what the hell is this? What <laughs> what year is this? Anyway, let's go It's like back in TV days, right?
2: She's right. violating not Crow's law of HD. <laughs> Earth is not flat.
7: <laughs> flat Earth beliefs vary, but usually involve a large disc-shaped world with a relatively tiny sun and moon circling above it like lamps above a table. Throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, flat-earthism was primarily motivated by biblical literalism. This remains the position of many flat-earthers today. Left to itself, without divine intervention, Keep reading. a disk world would collapse under its own gravity, forming... Let's
3: talk about this, though. <laughs> a disk world would collapse. So if this world existed in their model, that the gravity would be so strong...
9: I love
2: how they assume
9: all the forces, oh, you know, yeah.
2: that... Uh,
4: floating this world
2: you know what even under that paradigm let's look at that for a second so if if we follow their rules of gravity and say, okay, so all the gravity would be at the very center of the mass, which would right. be right in the center of the disk, right. why would that cause it to collapse under its own gravity? And it
3: would just like I shrink mean, that, up and absurd. become a sphere. It would just pull in so tight. It's so funny. What they don't realize, and I talked about this last week too, is when you when you look at their ideas of gravity, you even have these guys coming out and saying... We had an option when things weren't working, when gravity didn't work with anything that we observe, because we need it so much, because it explains everything here on Earth, uh, we have to keep it, and therefore they invented dark matter and dark energy, and now 97% of the known universe has never been observed. This is the reason why. So they are even going to the next step of just, like Iru said, they are always presupposing these forces. Again, if you do that, well, then of course things have to become spheres. That's your answer for everything. And people always ask me, well, why do they have to have gravity so much the way they have it? It's because nothing else would explain spherical balls flying around everywhere. Yes, day. and there's also
4: there's also a big problem because their galaxies are spirals, they're kind of flat, right? You know, the, right. the universe is flat. Everything's flat. And if yeah. the galaxy has all this uh, mass, in it, it should turn into a ball, according to their model, right? But it doesn't turn into a box. So I would just like to point out this
5: girl is struggling to read through an obvious script and said the word flat-earth-ism.
4: Yeah,
2: the script, the script is over <laughs> here somewhere. <laughs> Not another-ism.
7: Other planets, large moons, and stars. Flat-earthers base their arguments on perceived flaws in mainstream science while ignoring major problems with their own planes. Oh. Flat Earth models do not explain the broad range of natural phenomena that are well explained by the modern scientific Uh, understanding of the globe. Really?
5: (laughs) Comments? And there couldn't be more wrong with it. Yeah. So scientific, what does that mean? What are you
4: talking about? Flat Earth model, what is that? Into, right there's nothing she's talking about. She's just saying flat Earth phenomena.
3: Is. She's just saying uh, words. And, she's basically reading yeah, every article yeah. we've ever seen that yeah. says flat Earth is wrong. She's just reading. You can see her eyes right there, looking right at a prompter or some sort of cardboard, uh, you know, cue cards. I don't know. Let's go.
7: Flattening the globe would also severely distort the shapes of oceans and continents. Yeah, no and- shit.
3: Flattening the globe. Would. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you oh, wow. So, so the belief now, flat Earthers believe that it used to be a globe and that somebody <laughs> stepped on it. and that would cause uh, a distortion of okay, the here we
7: distances go. between them. If the world were actually flat we'd be able to see the same night sky from anywhere on earth.
3: Uh, bullshit. Oh oh my okay. okay.
5: gosh. Dear. Okay so uh, <laughs> ladies so and gentlemen, let's the think of oceans it. would be flat like they always are and then the sky resets over top of us, but we move some out. Good.
3: So I've tried to explain this a million times. We'll explain it again. Picture the room that you're all in right now, and now all of a sudden picture that room is five miles wide. So it's five miles off into the distance. And then think of a bunch of lights on the ceiling. Would everybody, no matter where you were in that room, see the same lights in the ceiling? Of course not. You would see your local lights. And not very far away, maybe a half mile away, the lights on the ceiling would meet with the horizon, with the floor. And all the rest of the lights, the lights two miles away, three miles away, four miles away, would be invisible to you. But somebody standing four miles away in the same room, looking up, would see those lights. It's the same thing. Now, many people could say, yeah, but that's a close ceiling, and you're talking about a five-mile room. Yeah, well, think of how big the Earth is. And when you just put the sky up, not very high, all of a sudden you get the same effects. You you don't see it, just like you don't see Polaris. If you go past, you know, I don't know, 20 degrees past the equator, uh, you lose it. The global theory was true. Of course, he it at the equator, which is true. Completely-
8: and what about atmosphere in general? I mean, right now there's so much smoke here in California yeah. that you, I barely, you could actually see the sun. Like how you'd be able to, you could see just the cutout. You could look directly at it, right. and it's because there's so much atmosphere. And so, not to mention, you can't see. That's such a you- simple way of seeing it yeah. in, in a non. Um, when you start looking into flat Earth to where you can, uh, the vanishing point. I mean, this is 101 and people just don't know how to see it in the macro.
3: And your personal view frame, and we've talked about it before, like describing a foggy train station. And if you're reading your little, you know, train schedule, you can only see you. You wouldn't even be able to see other people around you. But they can read their own train schedule. It's the same thing right now in California, where if you look around, my sight is now so limited as far as the circle of view around me. My personal atmospheric dome. I used to be able to see the mountains to the east. I used to be able to see uh, extremely far distances. Now it's like I'm in a little circle. Now again. If somebody told me we lived on an extremely small ball, that would look like it to me. Oh, look, I look in that direction, and the world just ends, and it must go over a cliff there, and it must be curvature. Of course, there's not. It's just the way the atmosphere plays, and on a large scale, it works the same. Even if you don't have smoke, you can only see so far. That's why you'll never see, I don't know, the uh, Himalayas from Chicago. It doesn't work that way.
7: We know that in the Southern Hemisphere, it is a completely different sky, filled with foreign constellations compared to the ones that we see here in the northern hemisphere flat earth advocates rely sorry
5: constellations they're constantly made up
7: excuses <laughs> and inventive forces to explain away the problems of their model they claim that life what? she just self projected the different- globe
5: model what'd
3: you say Tom? sorry
5: invented forces to make the model work
3: there you go (laughs) (laughs) absolutely uh the way light perspective and gravity work oh boy the the flat earth does not explain how perspective works folks have you ever heard such nonsense
7: (coughs) we understand from the evidence of science and our senses
3: Oh, our senses. The evidence of our senses. Everybody, you feel like you're spinning? I feel like I'm flying 1.7 million miles per hour right now. Gyrating upside down, just whirling around some galaxy and going around the sun. Our senses certainly tell us that the sun is 867,000 miles wide. Uh, You've probably noticed that, Chris, in California right now when you go out and look at the sky. Clearly that red light in the sky is 867,000 miles wide. Because our senses say so.
7: You know, yeah, that gravity is not agree. Yeah. at all. This claim is actually necessary because everyone on every part of the earth's surface feels a roughly equal gravitational pull straight down toward their feet, mm-hmm. which only makes sense on a globe. <laughs> gravity pulls everyone down for the planet's center of mass. Oh gravity would feel it's not even true according on to
4: mainstream Gravitometry and, and gravimetry, or whatever they call it, because they say there's so many gravitational anomalies that shouldn't be the case in their model. If everything's pointing to the center, it should actually be more equal, I would guess. But yeah, well, and you also start. The, yeah, sorry, sorry go I was to
2: say you also start having problems with the gravity vectors as you go north or south of the equator, right? Uh, because then you're then you're not being pulled straight down.
3: Oh, and still uh, edge,
2: well, or in opposition, I should say, to the centrifugal force. There's definitely a vector there. Right, right, right. Also, the,
4: the, the centrifugal force is not even playing a role. They say that, uh, yeah, gravity should be changed. That's what you're saying. Like, as you cross the equator, say, on an airplane, things should be changing. There should be a differential according to the rotation of the Earth and the centrifugal forces. And they, they, they just say that gravity cancels out the centrifugal
2: force. That's absurd. And, and Again, there, I still, angle. I still believe go ahead, that.
3: Well, once you have a downward direction, right? And whatever that actually is, whether it's incoherent magnetism or some sort of electromagnetic um, reason for it. Once you have that downward direction, then I think that you don't even. She's talking about we're all being pulled down. Nothing is being pulled down. A baseball, if I hold it out, it's not being pulled down. It's got, it's much more dense than the air that it's in. It's going to go down in that downward direction. Take a helium balloon. Why does it go up? Well, if she's saying everything is pulled down, well, then pull down the helium balloon. But it doesn't pull down. Why? Because it's less dense than the air around it, and it goes up. So again,
7: to At Discworld's center of mass would not be located straight down from most parts of the surface people on the outer edge of the flat earth would experience right. so what she's yeah,
3: saying the other is one. if you're here in the center right because all, if, it, if <clears> this <throat> is the center of gravity well then somebody over here is being pulled sideways is that what she's basically saying right this person's being pulled down and this person at the edge is being pulled
2: sideways yeah if if that was true then it should be really easy for us to walk up the side of mountains Right. right.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, because <clears throat> you angled more towards the center. Good call, Bob. See. Yeah. It's
7: gravity pulling them at a different angle. The globe oh, has thank you for clearly been understood for Over, thousands of is years. It,
4: isn't it true that uh, in magnetism with magnets, uh, and also with incoherent, of course, magnetism, it only uh, tracks, like it doesn't have the pole, but it... With magnetism, you don't have the center attracting anything, right? What what is it that's doing the attraction, Bob? Like, is it the, the the field? The right? It's not a center of mass that does it in the magnet, right?
2: No, it's actually the field. And and as we you know, as we demonstrated in Zach's videos, uh, when you're talking about the incoherent uh, electromagnetism type effect, then you also know that it's an attractive force only, right? So. Um, it 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 deals with the charge interactions of all matter, and that's really what I believe it is, anyway. So you know, but but you know, who knows? Whatever we know, things go down, and we know down is an absolute direction. <clears throat> it is not relative, uh, you know. Contrary to some people's claims, down is absolute, up is absolute. Um, unless you're on a ball Earth, then things change. But on a flat Earth, up is up, down is down, and down is always towards Earth
3: let's continue and sadly we're only 2 minutes and 49 seconds into this. And, uh, that's possible, but it seems like she's forever <laughs> this talking was one of forever. the first
7: cosmic facts to be worked out correctly by ancient people because evidence of a spherical earth is visible to the naked eye what? Sailors that's a lie.
4: Oh, boy
7: notice that's that the sails lie. of approaching ships appeared before the hulls of the ships became visible because the surface of earth is slightly curved like the surface of an enormous ball by the time of the philosopher Socrates and his student Plato, many Greeks understood that Earth could only be a sphere. Later on, Plato's student Aristotle offered further evidence to support his own conclusions that Earth must be spherical. There was the evidence from lunar eclipses. When the moon passes through the shadow of Earth, that shadow is always the circular shadow.
3: Look at that curve, and again, take any example that you want, show what a shadow looks like on a ball. It'll never look like that. It elongates, it becomes like oblong, Uh, and Eru's shown that you can do different. I mean, it's just a non-sequitur to make up something, basically, and say... Oh, no, this is proof of it when you can show clearly that you can take an orange and you can use a flat edge. And we're not saying the Earth is a flat edge. What we're saying is this claim is a lie.
5: Yeah, Bruce supposes that's a shadow physical obstruction of a spherical Earth. Right. Stupid. Stupid.
7: Shadow of a sphere. An ancient scholar named Eratosthenes, the head of the famous library of Alexandria in Egypt, even correctly approximated the circumference of earth using experimental measurements of shadows in two cities and some rudimentary geometry the debate about the shape of earth has literally been settled for over two thousand years the evidence I mean,
3: the idea is just ridiculous again this whole story that they're telling you that in 240 bc this guy figured out the circumference of the earth and yet nobody got in a boat and said let's go west let's go sail, let's go see what happens. Not until 1,700 years later that Columbus decided to go that way. And even if you believe that nonsense story, which you shouldn't at all, but even the thought that they would know the circumference, and then if they knew the circumference, what was Columbus doing, getting here and thinking he was in India? (laughs) They had no clue what they were doing. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous.
7: For a spherical Earth is overwhelming most obviously there are many thousands of images and videos of earth from space including a continually changing (laughs) live stream view of the globe from the international space station Mm -hmm. not to mention all of the astronauts who have personally seen Earth from orbit flat earthers claim that all images of the globe are fraudulent inventions and all testimony from astronauts is false it is unreasonable to dismiss all the evidence from the entire history of space exploration. Believing that Earth is flat requires not only a worldwide conspiracy to take decades She doesn't
4: even, even know she believes the Nazi, Nazi the story, that the is- Nazis took over Nazi, right? That's that's the, the main point. Like, why does she mention that, that exploration paper? She
5: doesn't understand anything, bro.
4: No, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying it's crazy that people would, would pay attention. Does it have a lot of views?
0: I don't know.
3: No, but it's on a channel, Astronomy Magazine. So I thought uh, I saw it in an article. I, in fact, the uh, article that I went mini- to, I didn't even know it was on YouTube. I thought that it was, the video was just in that article. From my phone, it didn't show it was a YouTube.
7: Branches of science and the evidence. It requires invention of new forces and laws of nature oh. without evidence. Oh yeah. Despite the rising prominence of flat Earth ideas. There has never been any scientific evidence to help back up the claim. Never. Advocates simply assume the obvious truth of a flat earth on the basis of religious faith, mm. intuition, or humor, and then invent...
3: Everybody knows that humor. I I base it all on... Wow. I base it all on religious faith. Anybody who's watching my channel knows that. Bob, you know that's true. It's all based oh, yeah. on my religious faith. <laughs>
8: the, the thing is... Oh, good. Go Although ahead, Chris. Describe- I was just going to say the thing is with every deception, it all comes from consent through your, your just consent is what it comes down to. And all they got to do is essentially throw a thousand fastballs in 10 seconds and we can't keep up. And eventually if things are too potent, they just add water. They just dilute it down. They, they surround it with a ton of bullshit that you have to swim through. And it takes a lot of calories, a lot of effort to really deprogram what people think is solid. You know, there's people that have had, you know, their whole life of just a lot, you know, whether it's their career, uh, simple things, just conversations that they've had. It's too much to own up to, to face yourself.
3: And it starts so young. I mean, you have... I mean, so far, it's hard to find anything for my baby that's coming that's not space-related, right? Planets yeah. and, and stars and Crazy. moons and, you know, jammies that have that on them. And then, you know, a little or mobile that, yeah, that Wonder goes Wonder above Woman. the crib. It's got to be uh, the planets, and it's just so constant. I mean, people have no chance. We talk about the indoctrination from schooling, but it starts way before school. And, I mean, don't watch Sesame Street, you remember that, you know, earth, 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 ball.
2: Right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
7: Surprisingly frustrating, the flat earther's theory does nothing to change the simple fact definitively proven for centuries, we live on the surface of a globe. Hmm. To successfully progress human knowledge, we must continue marching onwards with science, In accepting what it tells us about our surrounding world because the universe sure isn't going to slow down for us to catch up. Remember, there is no limit. Except reality. When you're watching...
3: Oh, even the wink in there? Did you see that? (laughs) Alright. Reality.
7: When you're watching Infinity and Beyond.
3: Oh, boy.
2: To infinity and beyond.
5: I'm surprised he wasn't drooling. (laughs) <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, dude. Who wrote that for her? Things. They wrote the opposite of opposite.
4: She says she wrote it. He's saying oh, she man. wrote
3: it. I might have to watch oh, some Mark. of these other ones. Now she's <laughs> going to describe the Big Bang. She does exoplanets. <laughs>
4: see that. Oh,
3: man. I can't wait to see Well, something. wait. We're real fast. Hey, I mean, man, you're, you're making claims goal. about the natural
5: world, natural science. you got no experiments to show the possibility of any of the globe or its claims. <laughs> She doesn't have any
8: idea what she's talking about, right? She like, didn't talk
4: about anything. She didn't talk that about was anything. wild.
8: How the yeah, how she's the living form. the most unnatural. People dump so many chemicals into their body as well as on their face. Like cosmetics is by far one of the most poisonous things that you can do. Your skin is the biggest organ. A lot of these people they can't wake up because they're, they're they're literally drugged down by frequency, whether it's through the technology that we carry around us all the time. What what you know where attention goes. You know, uh, or excuse me, where attention goes, energy flows, right? But with Mm -hmm. that being said, people are just, they have fluoride in their system still. They're using aluminum to cook on. That shit's leaching into every food that is not organic and is sprayed with glyphosate. And that's just not even considering all of the the vices that people have beyond that, you know? They're idol worshiping, a bunch of out of weight, uh, or excuse me, out of shape, overweight people are watching. You know, uh, football or basketball. <laughs> it's like it's the complete inversion. And even though you shouldn't idol worship, all everyone does is idol worship. You know, whether it's their favorite singer, their you know celebrity, their sports, um, their favorite player. It, everything is an invert, and they pervert everything that has too much potency to it. Whatever type of truth they just essentially put so much around it to where no one ever wants to question what that is. Kind of like what they did with the swastika for instance you know that symbol has been around for you know thousands of years and it's yeah yeah, it's the world peace symbol but beyond that that's the esoteric value of the wheel in the sky right Mm -hmm. going around polaris and and that might not just be in the sky that might be on the ground now everything's kind of magnetized towards true north And in this, like, there's always myth and lore about a whirlpool around a magnetic mountain like Rupus Negra, right? Black rock, black stone. And then you have the black cube of Mecca and you have the black cube of Saturn, all these references to the cube, you know? And then that's in all of the mythology, um, whether it's our modern day mythos in all of our cinematic programming, like the Tesseract, you know, all... all of these movies have a cube in it too. It's interesting, and so I just think with symbols they might have multi-layered meanings. And one other one would be like square and compass, right? So it's it's to find the center point, the squaring of the circle, the uniting of the opposites. Um, yeah, that's in the Tao yes. as
4: well, in the Chinese ancient Chinese cosmology that I'm looking at from the, the, I think the astronomy actually from the 11th century.
8: They believed in a square earth through the circle sky. Yeah, the square and compass, yeah. So, because you'll find that center point in the middle of our realm with the compass, right? And you would have a perfect circle around the, a squared realm. You know what I'm saying? But the center point is a circle. It's it's kind of like how die, die are, like dice, how they work. Um, and, and it's the reference. That for whatever reason, there's always... Um, the squaring of the circle, and they encode it with seven, right? Like a, a a die has six sides on it. You know, the middle point is seven, and whatever, uh, you know, top and bottom, whatever is showing on top and on the bottom is going to add up to seven. Um, there's all these references, and that's why I I that was one of the things that not a lot of people have talked touched base on is the square and compass kind of being a. Big in the macro version, how to measure this realm, you know. Yes. Um, also, I was, well, I, I've, I've heard like that
5: G standing for Geometria, the measurement of Earth, and then they show you the square and compass, so it's right in front of your face. I think G is 7, meaning. because
8: you know that like you know uh, A B C D E F, uh, F G all the way to seven. And then if you're using the septenary cipher, you literally count up to seven and then back down and then back up to seven and then back down. So you do it twice. And uh, that's where like GT it comes from because that's 77. So that's like, an encoding like with the Mustang GT, right? That's like the esoteric value is because G and T in the septenary cipher are sevens. And, you know, God made the world six days, rested on seven. You know, when you're gambling, you, you try to get a trinity of sevens, you know. There's a lot hey, there. Bob, I don't,
5: think I've, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but what do you think about this uh, idea or theory anyone? So, like, um, they had, in Greek, they had these mystery schools, and they pick out certain students with aptitudes or whatever. And I think I think it's possible that they thought the Earth might really be a sphere, and they found out the secret and they kind of held it as a secret within their mystery schools teachings, and then I propagated it. It had a metaphysical reason. They thought the sphere was the perfect shape. They found out it wasn't. They flipped it on its head, went back to understanding what it really was, and then tricked
8: everyone else to think that the Earth was a ball. at one point. So, watch, could sure could it. be. Yeah, because the people that hold both paradigms are the ones that are controlling uh, history, you know? The, the Vatican with the Jesuits, they came up with the Big Bang Theory, but then also believe in creation. And so they invert everything. And yeah. you know how we call this place Mother Earth? It's always kind of referenced as Mother Earth. But then we have these obelisks everywhere, which is, you know, ball shaft. <laughs> right. And so it's an inversion there. And not only is it that, but it's also, of course, they're massive antennas for energy. They're like your spine. Um, so they're like little spines set up everywhere and they're perfectly straight. Like whenever your spine is perfectly straight, then you'll have enlightenment. You, you know, your energy, can flow up um, easier. And in one little reference to that is, you know, and I've talked about this on the tinfoil hat, but isn't it funny how everything uh, that people kind of surround their reality is around a ball, right? Like we're on a ball. Uh, spinning and we all of the sports football basketball you know soccer has a ball tennis ball there's all these balls in it right and then you have the sacrifice god of babylon which is ball malet and then you have uh all the obelisks with ball but not only that we ring in the new year every year with the ball drop (laughs) and you're you're literally watching ball which is they they depict it as this this light this this glowing orb of energy which would be considered like the kundalini spirit through you know yogini practices and um it's you're you're watching the ball drop so it's at your top chakra your crown right your crown your corona (laughs) it's at the top which where you would feel samadhi which would be absolute oneness with god or the almighty unknown right and you're actually watching it descend all the way down down the spine and it's just orb uh, an orb a glowing light spinning all the way down into its bottom chakra which is the lowest level energy that you're that you can get and that's why sex is heavily programmed into our reality because that's the easy easiest accessible form of energy to tap into and people are out drinking and they're eating shitty food during this which is lowering their vibration even lower and this is how we ring in the new year we're watching a ball ritual
3: <laughs> Chris do you have a channel and if not why not
8: I <laughs> um, so I have, I have my own podcast it's, it's on my website um, I've been following a lot of researchers for many years and they've been shadow banned and you know scrubbed from YouTube and all the stuff so I thought I'd avoid it that way but I do have nice. a YouTube channel. It's just Chris Wayne. Uh, it, you could find me. And I have like freaking 18 subscribers. I've no, I have two small videos um, that I, it's just me talking about going to the website and uh, okay. checking out the podcast. And but, what's, the,
3: what's the website?
8: Oh, my website is awakenedoptimalhealth.com. And then you'd go to the conduit, which will take you to the podcast. And the podcast is called Third Eye Live.
3: And it's AwakenedOptimalHealth.com?
8: Yeah, yes.
4: Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Yeah, I think yeah, you should do, you should do more work. To, if, I, if I may just say something about uh, what, what Austin was saying. As far as I looked into Hellenistic astronomy and the manuscripts are different in the period, the different opinions, at least uh, some of the summaries pointing to the different manuscripts that where people discuss the shape of the Earth and the moon and so on and so forth, what you get from that period is not that everyone is saying, oh, that's a ball. You get a actually a bunch of opinions and some people who actually don't even make a, a statement because, of, for instance, the moon, whether it has a, its own life or not, they say it's not determined, uh, they can determine. And in Lucretius, the Earth is not a ball. It's definitely not a ball. So it's never described as a ball. And uh, so it's... it's and that's a major statement from the 1st century BC. So I don't know, what the, when people say things like, yeah, everyone knew there was a ball and, and so on, I don't I don't buy it. As for what you said about the, the idea, the Pythagorean idea that's carried forward, you know, in the the different mystery schools, there's, there's a lot to look into uh, in that. But, you know, from I know from, at least from the ISIS rituals, that you find in the book called uh, The Golden Ass, which is by Apuleius, is the first novel uh, ever written in the West, at least known of, that has a first, first person character that survives, where he's turned into a, into a donkey. Uh, that is considered a whole um, na- narrative of the Isaiah, the cult of Isis. Uh, in antiquity, and how he later gets transformed back into youth gets saved by ISIS. But you don't see balls or any reference to any of that, uh, actually, uh, in, in in those rituals, as far as I, I remember. So it, it, you don't really see that. It, what you see is that the Chinese are developing observations, looking at, at the stars, and, and, uh, and basically saying there's a dome, uh, saying. Uh, Nothing that goes, <laughs> that fits. What what? They, that's in the 11th, 12th century. It's not back in 2,000 years ago. So they developed in a completely different direction their 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 arts and they were navigators, right? They were out in the sea. They're doing all these things. So so they were looking at the sky. They, they believed believe it was not a ball, and they it, everything worked fine. So lots of bullshit we get, uh, and that's yeah, of right course. And the, the Greeks talks. are
5: touted. The Greeks are touted as some innovative. Um, civilization to be revered and they just destroyed a bunch of things and were stupid, crazy, weird pedophiles. So they had their mystery school. I don't I don't know. For me it's one of two ways, right? Like either they knew or they didn't know. Uh, I don't know. But everyone else certainly knew the Earth was a geostationary stationary plane at the time, you know, of course.
4: No, they had that they had that discussion definitely. I mean some people probably believe it was a sphere and they consider, you know, they probably thought what if it's a sphere, how it would it be like? They would have questions like this, but I don't think you know, from what I see, it, it people were so into undoing each other's arguments in that period. You know, they, they were eager to get into a system that someone came up with and to turn it around and, and say, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. They are doing this all the time. Nobody really agreed. And they have different schools of thought, different ways of like, like the Stoics and the Koreans and so on. They, they kind of come up. They don't really fall in the
8: same bag of uh, things well and right, the so thing is they take things that actually happen but they they invert it so small things that would happen over a small period of time or a, a very quick period of time they make it a macro and then they blow it up and they they build it as a worldview so they say that we're in this is the big bang um the big bang happened and this right, is what we're in you know but really right, you specifically yeah. you specifically are the big bang <laughs> you get what i'm trying to say you you literally exploded it's a spell and you're it's flying spell, right? towards uh you know a black hole if you want to say into darkness where you're born just like the archetype of every every superhero movie they or see- star wars or whatever where you have to get, go into the cave and then come out reborn again right they steal so everything. they, they just go ahead
3: i was just saying they steal everything it's always, yeah
8: always the case. they just invert everything and so you know um with every big everything that should be a macro in in a bigger picture, they make it micro, right? They dilute it down to where you can't even see the truth within it. So essentially they'll they'll just take some sort of truth and they just surround it and and put it into another paradigm to where it's hard to comprehend. And so you just have to, you know, appeal to authority every single time. Yeah. You know what's funny about that, Chris, is
2: they're doing that with the COVID test, right? They amplify um, these certain uh, genetic...
8: Robbie there? I know where Oops, he's yeah. going with it,
2: though. Did I, did I drop that, out? Yeah, you oh, are okay. certain genetic...
8: Go ahead, start over.
2: Okay. Um, you know how they, they're going with the genetic test, you know, for COVID? And they're looking for something, but they keep amplifying it over and over and over so much so that, you know, basically it comes out and it's overwhelming. It's kind of analogous to what you were saying. That's the thought that crossed my mind.
8: A hundred percent, because coronavirus is within us already. It's just a bacteria. Or however you want to break it down, whatever terminology you want to do it, it's already within us. And so they can just say, oh, yeah, we're going to pinpoint this and then, you know, pinpoint it and say, no one can deny that they don't have COVID because they do. It just they pull the trigger on how many times they want to say someone does have COVID in the statistics, and it's all math magic. Yeah, and for exactly, one other thing the exact is 1968 was a massive ritual year for a thousand different reasons, and I already talked about 1968 a little bit. But another thing is that coronavirus was uh, deemed a, a medical term in 1968. Same year of all the stuff with 9 and Stanley Kubrick, and you know, the, it's it's all tied into the same ritual. And, and do, you, do you know about the wow. revolution they had in 1968 in France as well? There, there's a there's a whole there's
4: been books written about that as well. There's a huge kind of social uprising in France. 68.
3: And the same thing with you know these flu numbers that they say are an all time low. Yeah, it's because you're calling all the flus something else. It's just because you amplified the so-called virus, and so you're now you're able to say that all these people have the coronavirus when they really just have flu. So it's just how you redirect numbers, just look into Bill Gates, right, how to lie with statistics, it's all right there in front of you. Hey, something I know we like I sometimes throw some crap around, it. this is just something I was thinking about, maybe, I don't know if you guys have ever considered it, but if you look at dreams, right, when we dream, isn't it weird that something in your brain the part that turns off is the reality check right so when you dream you might be in a house that's not yours but for some reason the dream allows you to believe that that house is truly yours for some reason the reality filter of your brain turns off when your dream you might be married to somebody else or you might be um with one sibling and not the other, but not realize that the other's not there. You you know what I'm saying? That there's always something. Right. So it's very crazy that you would think, because they tell us that our brains are constantly checking things with reality. That's why you have optical illusions. That's why you have all these kind of tricks on you, is because your brain is constantly trying to fill in spaces and trying to make sure that reality checks out. So it's weird that, don't you think it'd be easy for them to figure out what that is in your brain during dreams, that is turned off, and then turn that off in people like Buzz Aldrin, these kind of guys, to where they don't, no. they can't turn off. They, they don't understand that if, if they'd go through with the story, hey, you went to the moon. To them, there is no part of their brain that turns that off, or notice tells them, hey, this isn't
8: reality. It's just weird. That's be- all. Actually, where MK Ultra. Comes in the- in. Yeah, exactly. And That's there's what many they figured forms out. of MKUltra. It doesn't always have to be that the CIA did it in the in the '60s with uh, Operation Climax and all this stuff. There's so many. Wa- we do our own MKUltra to us all the time. We believe bullshit narratives. We get so we dig our heels in, even though we never look up anything and we don't know shit about it. But then we have trauma beyond that. That could be from childhood or what you you know a car wreck people get molested when they're young and then you have epigenetic memory that you carry on because it's not like it's such a crazy idea that you don't have your genetic lineage that might pass it passes through blood in your genetics right so how would it not pass through consciousness right and, and what how does the internet even work anyways if you think about what thoughts are and what consciousness is it, it's we it's not like not everything is created within. Things are kind of coming in and flowing out like ether. And so whenever you get in a flow state, things start rolling. Like me speaking right now, I don't remember every single thing to a T before I talk. I go on a, I go on something and I'm like, oh, that's a perfect connection. I'll go there. And where are these thoughts coming from? So what if the internet – because how the hell did they harness – and send information like this anyways what if all they tapped into is how we tap into thoughts and consciousness anyways they just put it into an accessible organizer which we call laptops or phones or the internet and it's just all based off of algorithms like how energy flows in this realm kind of like a motherboard or something right Hmm.
3: what were you saying bob go ahead
8: oh Oh, uh Maybe you God, gonna, what was I saying? You are going
3: to comment on the dream thing, I think.
2: Or that oh, thing. yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you when you said, don't you think it would be easy for them to figure out, you know, what the differences were? And, you know, I was going to ask you, do you mean that under the current paradigm or do you mean the elites who actually know the greater truths behind things? Because <laughs> yeah, they're well, never going to figure out anything under the current paradigms where science rejects. Um, the idea you know science's notion right now is that everything is mechanically happening inside of the brain whereas you know I personally believe and I think there's a huge amount of evidence um, that that thought you know there is some sort of a, like an Akashic record that that thought yeah. and ideas and information comes to us externally you know from outside the body yeah. and until you acknowledge that you're never going to figure anything out no you, I agree you're, with you're that. fumbling around in a box but what
3: I'm saying is there is something that I I think we all have to admit must be turned off when you sleep because it's only during that I time dream. it's only during that time where there's some part of your brain that must be turned off because it's the reality filter your dreams allow yeah. you to go through but that is nothing not turned off what do you mean? How, how, how would your brain? How would your brain allow you to live in a place that is not where you live, or to have an event happen that couldn't possibly happen in reality? Your brain allows those things to happen during dream state. So what I'm saying is, but but not not only in dream state because if right
9: now if you start thinking in a woman, a hot woman that never exists in reality, you're gonna have a, an erection.
3: Okay, that's that's, that's not my point, though. My point is, right now, awake, I would never start thinking that I have a sibling that I don't have. Or I would never start thinking my mom is alive when she's dead. But when I'm dreaming, I can dream and have my mom be alive. And nothing inside me tells me, hey, jackass, your mom is not alive. So something is turned off when I'm sleeping can
5: well, you're eliminating the intake of the f- observation, right? Like, because you, your eyes are closed, you're linked there. Okay. So you're not factoring that into what your brain is deciphering. So it's 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 uh, detached no, you, from that. You must be missing. Know, it's not oh, so like that; it's turned off. But it's just, well, it is in a way, right? I mean, you're turning off
3: something the is turned of off. The sensory Well, the and thing that's turned didn't. off is the well, is, is the reality filter. Think about it real quick. When you dream, you, you haven't you yeah. had? A, don't you have dreams where you're in a place that doesn't make any sense? It just doesn't make sense. The it's
4: more not- you learn how to dream, the more you learn how to dream clean you your body and get aware of your dream state. You you don't have the the lapse of consciousness that people usually have when they're very more toxic. Or and and also in the in the realm of the mind and the ether so to speak, when you come out of your body, uh, the things that are in your mind they're real. They take shape. So it's it's uh, they, so you can deceive yourself there. Now, one
3: thing Okay, so, so just that's like what I'm saying. So one, if you're just, deceiving your, you're deceiving yourself, which is, for I don't know why your brain would think that that's a good idea to ever, because your brain never does that. Because you feel
4: trauma. So you, say if you're very greedy and you, all you think about is money all the time and how much money you have to pay, but if you have plans to, to do harm to other people, and you continue to think that way, uh, in your dream state when you come out, you will continue this activity. You just continue being who you are. So you haven't learned to clean off those things. That you haven't learned to lose, for instance, jealousy, greed, hate. All these feelings that will cut off your connection from this other realm. But I but I that's totally. To I mean, it's to totally. About...
3: It's totally not what I'm saying. I'm totally saying. No, I know. That when, haven't you had dreams? Maybe. Maybe I'm living in my own world. I have dreams still that I work back at CVS. I'm a store manager, I've got schedules to do, yeah. I'm very busy, right? So that my brain, for whatever reason, is allowing me to think that it's possible that I work at CVS. Where in reality, there's there's no part of my waking moments that would ever allow me to, for any second to think that I still work at a place I no longer work at. So something, when I'm dreaming, is shut off. My
5: you're Maybe it. there's a logical yeah. motivation of the mind that you tap into that we can't consciously you know well, break
8: down I, I dream state in general when you when you look into um dream time there there's a lot of uh it, there's a lot of references to dreams and, even in masonic literature um and how they represent it is um that it's just all based with dmt you know and that's why the even the christmas tree and the coniferous and how it's it's all tied into acacia and, which could be yeah. tied yeah. to the akashic yeah. records and that yeah, might be the how the things get transferred in from the salt ab- uh, in the, in um,
4: the gland so, right, that you're talking about right you your pineal gland
8: and let me ask yeah. you let me ask all of you this where do you where do you depict yourself in your body like in your body, where do you think you're at?
3: I feel like I'm in my head.
8: You're right, my where? The uh, same head, head and heart? Yeah,
3: I don't even think I would say brain, but more... Um, I kind of believe what Bob's saying, too. I mean, I, I almost feel like it comes from outside of me.
8: True, but this if you were to think, one, like, one thing whenever I you're thinking eyes, hard, what do one one you do with your heart. fist? Where do, you think? where do you put it? Show me on on the, the screen real quick, Karen. Oh, sorry. I did. No, you're good.
3: Okay, go so ahead. You're on.
8: what I'm getting at is, whenever you're frustrated, and I think I'm it's lagging, so I can't see myself, but um, whenever you're frustrated, you would usually put your hand right in between it, the the middle of your forehead, right here, right okay. exactly where the pineal gland is. And you know, there's a lot of references in mysticism about you know how your body's a temple. And you, you yourself are between two temples right here. There's the Trinity right there. And the 33rd uh, esoteric value um, in nature as well as in uh, mystic literature is that, you know, Jesus died at 33. There's 33 levels to Freemasonic order in Scottish Rite. There's 33 vertebrae to your spinal column that leads directly to your third eye and in, in a natural sense in in nature you know the alchemical transformation process in celsius is 32 to 33 degrees uh, celsius from freezing to liquid so there's even that ma- micro macro in the sense of nature and so whenever i'm saying where are you you are your spine you know that's probably that in fahrenheit so i think not not celsius
4: celsius is 0 for freezing say again in Celsius, zero is freezing, and above oh, zero Fahrenheit. is freezing. You're talking about
8: Fahrenheit, yeah. Yeah, Fahrenheit, my bad. Yeah, and so that's the alchemical transformation right there, and it's doesn't mean go out and do DMT of some sort, whether it's mushrooms or smokable or ayahuasca, the vine. Uh, the, the point is, is that you have these chemical compounds within you regardless of whether you accept it or not. They're produced in yeah. your lungs, kidney, liver, yeah. and it's— speculated that it's produced in your pineal because that's what balances your endocrine system but no one can go in and do a study on it because you would have to harvest a pineal gland (laughs) you know what i'm saying well the the thing is like we 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 know for sure that
4: in a lot of indigenous cultures the dreaming is a very important thing and it's part of their essential part of the religion the one thing i wanted to say and this is something i studied like in detail through their accounts Something I'd like to say on that to Bob, that when you talk about the download and this idea that the language, you know, there's something out there, there's the Akashic Records, there's something like this. This is very strange. This is an account from shamanistic uh, culture in, uh, in Russia, I think, where basically their, their numbers dwindled. They didn't have a medicine person anymore who knew how to contact, to get the contact to cure people. Uh, their culture died, essentially, their culture was dying and people are getting sick, suddenly a teenager falls into a trance for three days and doesn't wake up until the third day and in the third day knows a whole new language and suddenly knows the, how to cure people and has the knowledge and it's a language nobody knows it's like uh, there's uh, in many accounts of this, uh, the shamanic, some of these shamanic, so-called shamanic language because that's the term that it's westernized is just from one particular place but I mean that's evidence for this idea that there is a download, if things go go sour here people start getting <laughs> the ideas will be coming from the dream world you see also Tesla things like this
9: think, as you know. also for example Dr. Hammer uh, he talks about that uh, he uh, the, the, the guy behind the new Germanic medicine mm-hmm. uh, he talks about when the the, the, the son died uh, he received a message in the dreams uh, from his son to you know in that uh, state and he become aware about uh, how the cancer mm-hmm. was produced uh, and things like that. and and all the, the, the technical stuff behind the uh, new Germanic medicine and also I want to add for example I remember uh, at 22 years old I had my first out of body experience and that completely changed my mind I was you know floating in my house uh, through my I am started in my bedroom. Of course, I, I felt like I, you know, fall from the bed, but without any type of impact on the floor. I, I With no sound, everything was super shiny, super crisp. And I'm start uh, crumble in the. You know, crumble, but like, like, like a. When. Reptar.
4: Uh, when. Like a. Break. Kind of break away.
9: No, yeah, I, I'm starting moving my hands to push me on the floor because I didn't feel my legs okay, crawling, until, crawling mm-hmm. that. that thing. crawling uh, uh, to my door, the door of my bedroom and I pass, I, I, I passed through the door, you know the door was closed, but I, I passed through like, uh, like, like like it was something transparent. And after that, I start floating and I cross all my house. I see my mother, you know, things that when I wake up, I'm going to make sure the story, but when I wake up, everything was like I saw like in that saw. state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from that starting point, that changed my complete life. Because when I wake up, uh, when I was young, I, I have a few dreams, like, like, that, you know, dreams that really... Uh, make me think different, but never realistic dreams. It's more. Uh, then I, I start studying, you know, the, the dream states, and uh, I'm I gonna trying to explain with my English. But you have like the first type of, uh, you, you know, many times when you're trying to sleep and you push the leg and you feel like you are falling, but you don't mm-hmm. even move from the bed. I don't know if you yeah. have that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I' gonna say I' gonna tell the story what I read. Uh, I, I cannot confirm that scientifically that is true, but you have the four state of dreaming. Uh, the first one is the intellectual dream, which uh, is the, the one we are, you know, uh, push the leg out uh, and you feel you fall, and that feeling is true because you anytime that you start dreaming you. Go out of your body. It doesn't matter if you are aware of that or not. You go out and you recharge in that state. That is, you know, the, the, something that is amazing about dreaming. Is that you feel tired. Nobody can show you that type of energy. Uh, you, you cannot show the tiredness energy of in the universe. But you feel tired, and you go to sleep, and when you wake up. You, maybe you drink only you sleep only 50 minutes uh, and you feel like uh, you are overcharged you know so, something that it, it, yeah. it doesn't have any sense in terms of the where, where you get the energy to recover. It's almost
8: like you're reborn again right?
9: <laughs> exactly exactly so and,
8: and the Aborigines they would call all of the, these visions that they would get enlightenment from they called it dream time dream time. DMT is right in the word. And it, like I said, it's not to, to, to go and say, go do this, people. The point is, is that your body produces it naturally. It's part of your endocrine makeup that we are. And yeah, yoga well, is all I about think, that as well. Like, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah I, teach, I, I teach yoga. I've taught yoga for about three oh. years now, and I've been into it longer than that. Yeah, um, the Pranayama but is, that, in, is all about this, right? That's, uh, one it's places. all about it. All Raja Yoga was after, um, uh, you know that was the first physical practice that what, raja means royal in sanskrit and in all it was was meditating sitting on your easy seat like in lotus or full half lotus and keeping your spine straight that 33 33 levels jacob's ladder all the way up to enlightenment you know where you and would find samadhi essential. and it's all through breath work because um, you can <laughs> in, you can endogenously produce this but you can always you can also control that energy and stay on the astral plane or however you want to call it to get that cosmic download. And I think that this is where a lot of the perversion and spirituality um, and then taken into uh, organized religions, is to water down those aspects that's this is the reason why the vatican has the pine cone you know the eye of horus Mm -hmm. is the pineal Mm -hmm. gland from a side view it's like a Um, trophy they they control right it's kind of like this yeah yes they they control (laughs) the, the the physical and the metaphysical you know they're trying to control both realms um and i think that has something to to tie in with people might not agree with it or they they might not have Actually thought it totally through yet, but like an incarnation cycle in the sense that we might be incarnating in, um, not remembering, say so because we, we're all born into amnesia, and I think this is a lot of what um, yeah yeah the, the river Lethe right of, of the ancients in the in the Aeneid uh, that it's
4: described when Aeneas go down goes down into the underworld the people are drinking from the Lethe's river and they forget before they return.
8: Yes, and it's one of the. I think that's tied into you know, when you start looking into um, Gnosticism, it's that's essentially all like the matrix is all lifted from Gnosticism. Um, and Gnosticism just means gnosis, which means knowledge. And if that's in with within every religion, like I said, everyone has truth It's just how much bullshit can you sift through to get to the truth. And I think one of the things is that Um, we're born into amnesia and with suppressed memories, let's, let's take this into consideration. Okay. So people, one of their things and why they believe like aliens would be real is because of the testimonies of people that have gotten abducted. Right. And with abductions, that might be a a suppressed memory of your birth. You, You know, the story is always that they're tired or, or it's late at night. They're on a dark road. And all of a sudden, you know, they feel um, they feel very Rift incoherent. And then all there's of a sudden, the they wake up, and there's bright lights above them, right? And they can't see. There's these LED lights, and there's people that are, you know, there's big people surrounding them that you can only see their eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. And they have a mask on. And instantly, they're getting poked and prodded, you know? And I, I have a son. This is essentially mm-hmm. what... Mm-hmm in every bird they, they go do. and they start poking and prodding they check their butt, they check their you know, genitals and all that stuff mm-hmm. to make sure everything is correct yes. <laughs> and and so this might just be a suppressed uh, memory from birth, that's all it could be Chris, we... I was going
4: to ask you one thing that's, that's really interesting I was going to ask you, have you heard of this synchronicity game, because Iru and Jaren have, and I think, I'm not sure Bob played it as well, That's that would be something right up your alley that would say. That'd be great the
8: synchronicity,
4: synchronicity game. No, synchronicity, say- walk synchronicity,
9: walk. Walk. Game. Mm-hmm. synchronicity walk. is the name of the game. Synchronicity walk
8: is the game of the name. Yeah. Oh name no, no I haven't. No, I haven't uh, seen any of that. Well, um, it, it's a
9: game. It, yes, yeah, a game. We we can talk about it, but I, I will. I, I I like to get back and finish the. Uh, yeah, finish your dream. The, the you're history about of me. the dreams. Oh after. yeah. So. And I I totally agree with you, Um, I I forget the name uh, of Chris, uh, Chris, uh, with you Chris. So you have this first stage, which is the intellectual um, dream that supposedly happened when you're trying to, you know, you go to sleep and you close your eyes, close your eyes is also a really deep meaning trying to, because the uh, pineal gland works in darkness. So mm-hmm. when you close your eyes, for example, when you have birthday uh, and people say, okay, uh, ask for three wishes, at least we, we do that in Argentina. What? Three? Immediately,
3: we only get one. Three. We yeah, get we get are
9: one. very okay. rich
4: people. Wow.
9: Yes, three wishes. So immediately, you, you cannot do it with open eyes. Because when you wish, the wish is also a force. It's like an energy that it's the visualization. You need to go into your black sun or your pineal gland to create that reality. So you close. It's, it's like an instinct. You know, you close your eyes when you trying to produce, for example, and uh, trying to bring an idea from the ether to reality. You take a paper, you take a pencil, and for getting, it, it, it's, you know, concentrated, you, you close your eyes, and and uh, maybe you put, you push with two fingers, you push your eyes, trying to even get more inside of you know your core in the in your brain things like that are really related so you go to sleep you close your eyes and you're trying to sleep and when you start thinking and if your brain has the detection the reality check you are not going to connect with the ether. you're gonna your brain is gonna say what i'm thinking right now is completely you know nonsense and you wake you, you you like have that type of movement with the leg you know and you because you start getting out of your body but you cannot do it you are get back to your body and that is the feeling of fall because you're really fall, but not in the physical uh, manner. You fall in the spiritual or ethereum, astral, whatever um, type of body. So you f- felt again, you fall down to your physical body. So you have that type of feeling. The intellectual dreams is the, the dream when you are not able to really start dreaming. When you start dreaming, the majority of the time you have an emotional dreams, which is a kind of process uh, for the brain and, and the heart to reorder emotions in real life. For example, if you have a fight with your father, uh, you can dream something like you are in the middle of whatever. For example, in a party, you know, you are in the room uh, in the house of a friend have you know, being a party, and you suddenly turn the head and you see a super giant tree in the middle of the living room, and someone go and push the tree and the tree breaks. Well, if you go into the meaning of that, the tree symbolizes your father, the roots of your family, and because you have a fight with that, you you know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. For example, when you dream For with sure. water, water is uh, and I happened to me a lot of times when i get fight with um, my partner in terms of uh, my partner when i have a job <laughs> in argentina uh, i start feeling you know maybe when I, when i have a really big fight emotional fight i always dream that i drown in water mm-hmm. and when i have more light uh, light uh, type of fighting uh, the water you know maybe i was in the beach and the, in the seashore and the waves came and go and suddenly the, the, the waves start getting into my feet and the water starts to rise and cover my knees and then, you know, calm down and things like that. That is the majority of the time. You have emotional dreams where it doesn't have any sense to you, but it has sense in terms of the emotional things. The, the the problem is nobody teaches how to interpret the dreams. Something that yeah. is very important because if you go into history, a lot of kings, a lot of em, em, emperadors, a lot of people have their own uh, person to, you know, tell the dreams and someone interpret those dreams. But it's like an oracle, you know, things like that. Of course. For me, the best, the best practice is trying to understand for yourself and don't be influence, uh, influenced by others. But you need to pass that first stage because you need a master. You, you are, a, 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 you know, a, a, an apprentice.
5: I so, agree. What, what, I think what, it's like so the uh, inner I, you trying to talk it, to yourself.
9: Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people saw in emotional dreams. Well, that's uh, pretty disease. Juice. For example, cancers or you know uh, things like that.
4: Then you have the third stage. Ido, would dreams. you say that this is, is also that when you're on that other realm, uh, the the emotions may take that shape because it is. Yes beyond language in a way uh, well that isn't because really language quite, is this quoting, it, yeah. right we get the coating of language to, mm-hmm. to guide our thoughts yes but it re- wh- when you're speaking you reminded me of something we read in the, me and Louisa read in the works of emmanuel swedenborg who's a, a mystic 1700s who who could get out of his body apparently wrote he's the one who so saw the saw
3: the fire predicted a fire somewhere in uh, a neighboring town in sweden
4: yes he's from sweden yes and he was a scientist he did all kinds of hydrology and different machines but he wrote his spiritual experiences and when he describes he claims he's talking to angels and he's describing their language and he says that their language is all, it's not language. It's symbols and images and, and beings yeah. and plants and things like that. And somehow they communicate like that. I thought it was fascinating. We've been,
8: we've been engineered to think left side brain all the time because that's the more reptilian, analytical side of the brain. The right side of the brain is more symbolic. You would give directions in, in symbols, like instead of being like, hey, go a quarter mile down to Second Street and then make a left, you would say, you know, hey, go. You know, go a ways down until you, you see the, the golden arches, <laughs> and then take a left. That would be like the McDonald's symbol. It's the reason why symbols rule. Signs and symbols rule. Um, it's good. and they have, in the sense of language, they're so much more um, expression within it. You it, it became more physical because you would have to express it um, the way it's supposed to be understood here. That's why we can say one word in English and it's a reverse programmable language. It can mean a multitude of things. You would really have to be very specific and then you would have to use other examples to prove your case kind of like what i'm trying to do right now but with one symbol i can just throw up and people can then interpret and create their own reality from that and i think that's what the mind essentially does even when you're dying when you have like a near-death experience i don't know if anyone has but i have (laughs) it's exactly like what a psychedelic experience would in in i think in the moment what happens is is your body's going through algorithms. They're going through a checklist of like, how the hell can we, you know, we don't want to die. How can we, you know, what do we have to fix this situation? And it goes through so quickly that your life flashes before your eyes. And it's just going through a checklist of what do we have for this? And essentially, if you don't die, you just have a very uh, slowed down experience where you hear a ringing. And that's kind of like what the Tibetan singing bowls are about. Because um, that frequency usually hits 432. If you look into the ringing cedars of Lebanon, that's exactly why they made those uh, singing bowls uh, eventually. Um, not just because of the Lebanon cedars, but in the world, that frequency is what OM, you know, when people chant OM, that's what they're doing, is essentially vibrating that kundalini spirit up and down their spine. The serpent up the staff, unlocking that portal into the next realm. I think if you don't die, then you'll have that experience. But if you do, that DMT molecule takes your soul or consciousness. And this is all speculation, but I think it would probably take your soul and consciousness into whatever is next after this. And people say even in uh, medical doctors, I don't know if this is 100% proven, but... Um, there's been a lot of talk over the years about 21 grams, uh, and that supposedly being the weight of your soul because you're 21 grams less after you die. Heard that? I don't know if...
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, and on, uh, then on at least just one thing, I think I agree with most of you saying the, the one thing about the 432 is the one thing I, I looked into. That I, I don't think it's possible I, I, uh, that you... Um, but there's many problems with with, with that. We don't emit mm-hmm. when we speak, when we say a word. And you see in Indian music, in Indian classical music, you see this very clearly, which is very sacred for them, the, the way they do it. Uh, it's it's very interesting. But they glide through many, many tones. And your voice, when you say anything, when you try to sing home, you, you're not going to have a perfect Frequency, frequency it you're
8: won't be have perfect it's about the vibration you know, because you have vocal uh,
4: cords so, yeah. so there's a lot going on and when you get more than one person you get more two three four and you start adding a choir and you get that you get so much richness in the harmonics it's quite uh, exhilarating, kind of you you lose yourself it's one of the things that happens to sound musician uh, one of the things that happens when you're playing and you really get lost in that flow that you were talking about before something mm-hmm. i studied as well I write about uh, you at some point you lose you, you're not seeing anything your eyes may be open but you're seeing something else and, and, and after you you, your eyes my eyes at least they, they take your minutes to actually be able to focus again I mm. can get totally lost uh, in, in, in something else uh, when, when that happens Yeah, it's trance. It's kind of a trance, yeah.
8: And and this is why um, we're we're drug around by frequency. Movies like Batman Forever and They Live, the plots to those are that they're they're hijacking our consciousness uh, as well as it's deteriorating our mind and body over time with frequency. The whole thing with They Live is, you know, um, uh, uh, Cable 54. 54 is like Jesuit (laughs) encoding, but... um, they they have uh that frequency that's putting out and keeping people in a low vibration state where they feel confused and they're in like a waking sleep and then batman forever the riddler's whole plot is that he figures out how to hijack consciousness by um sticking that box um in, on everywhere in town everyone's home and so it like is a connection to your TV, but the whole thing is it's sucking your prana, your life force, your energy, your chi, ether, right? It's sucking that all into uh, someone else's uh, harvesting, their, their vampire, consciousness. Kind of
4: vampire, <clears throat> energy vampire.
8: Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and there's many ways to do that. And so this is why I always harp on the health aspect is because this is why people can't wake up physically and spiritually is um because they're drugged down by frequencies everyone's in a very low vibration state and we're addicted to we've been programmed to drip certain chemicals and where our, our adrenals are shot and so we, we haven't we, we don't have enough time in the day everyone has a job that most uh, most families have a, a two two person working household there's not enough time to then sit alone with your thoughts for a little bit you know and Mm -hmm. all of what raja yoga was was how to break maya you know how to break illusion Mm -hmm. Illusion. um yeah yeah, exactly and coincidentally this is just a little side note is that with george the whole george floyd thing the lady that um he worked at that club and the lady that owned the club was her name was maya rivera (laughs) maya river and there's all that's a um Isis ritual there, she was essentially somewhat of the Isis figure in that because Isis is always connected to a a river Um, yeah, and then, yeah, so I don't want to get on that tangent, but there's always (laughs) uh, that encoding with uh, crushing Maya Um, we're in the state Mm -hmm. of the Kali Yuga where, where um, and when you look into, like, the Kaliugas, they're talking about this time period right now, uh, and it's essentially same thing as Revelation, where we crush what we know as reality, and it's like the phoenix, you know, uh, rising from the ashes again, you know
5: yeah that's a symbolity for sure that's what the Q movement is 17 represents Q2 that's a Jesuit thing exactly. but hey real fast exactly. I just want to hear y'all's take on this predisposition aside right I find it kind of interesting you know how they invert everything well so it appears um, that Yeshua was born on September 11th and that he was crucified on 33 AD is the story right if you go look into it um, and then they start building the towers 33 years before it collapses on September 11th, so it's backwards, right?
8: Yeah, yeah. And so he was crucified. Do you know this little thing? Um, supposedly Jesus was uh, crucified. And I'm not, I'm not. by the way, when I say words, I'm saying supposedly and stuff because I don't know for sure, and I'm, so I'm not being blasphemous towards anyone, but um, he was apparently crucified between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., which would be six hours, six is... the the number of man um, the whole thing with this uh, hold on I have it here the the whole thing I guess when you take um, either Yeshua or uh, Jesus' name through uh, in pictographs so when you take it back into pictographs I guess what it spells out or what it's trying to uh, say in symbology and let me get this because I don't want to get it wrong but I'm pretty sure what it uh, says is um oh my god, the hand that that um destroys the house of the eye. And like I said, you're in between two temples and the whole thing with the two towers coming down, those were the two pillars, Freemasonic Order, Joaquin and Boaz. You have um when you go back into like uh what is it called? It's not Tishabab, but in Jewish tragedy specifically with, with their Mysticism with the Temple of Solomon, the two temples being, um, you know, destroyed, and they're having to rebuild the third one. That was a uh, 9/11 yep. was a mini ritual in that. Uh, a month, yep. so many other connections, but yeah, there's always and, two yeah, right because things.
5: then at the same year, right, '68, there's the Israeli coin where it clearly looks like a plane going into towers, and they want to yeah, rebuild the third
9: temple. When I came out.
0: temple. <laughs> yeah, out.
9: that is Donald Trump, the the guy who is going to make it, and. That's it for real, supposedly, right? I mean, that is <laughs> what is happening today. And uh, for I, I don't know if you want to, I
4: finish my my story. Yeah, yes, yeah, please, 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 please. Yeah, you're you're yeah. saying so. You're and the intellectual dream and then the emotional dream. And then covered.
9: the third one is the premonition dreams, and I have a few in my life. Uh, I, I have a few related with my family, for example, and, and I avoid to have like a arm break uh, for uh, for my uh, brother. Uh, it was like uh, I, I dreamed something that happened two days later, and you recognize in the real uh, events or in the real life because you have like a tiny breadcrumbs along the day when suddenly you know I saw my brother uh, in the play ball um, play soccer game, and everything started happening you know like, like like was in the dream so i yelling i yell him i don't know if that is correct why i scream him like stop and well i never going to know i never going to know if he breaks or not his arm if i didn't do that uh, that uh, warning sign but everything was so i was like 13 years old and i you know everything happened so exactly like i dreamed like like i i get some scared about you know don't do it that so yeah. i know maybe my 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 explanation is very poor in yeah. terms of the poetry and the words that i'm using but you have the third type of dream is the premonition dream and then you have a fourth um, state which is when you dream with dead uh, family
0: mm-hmm.
9: and and also it, it doesn't matter if it's Real or not, and I have a lot of dreams with my grandfather and my grandmother. And I remember well. I, I am not going to to elaborate on that, but I, I remember that a few a few times uh, when I woke up, uh, was amazing feeling. You know, like you really. But because some of the talks was
4: so vivid
9: and and with topics that I All
4: conversations
9: whole conversations from real life things that maybe I want yeah happen things like even I feel sometimes that I cure some trauma that I have with my grandfather Mm -hmm. so I I, to me it doesn't matter uh, if that conversation is for real or not because you cannot go Go into that world at that state. It doesn't even have any sense to say, "Well, that was real." It doesn't matter because, like mm-hmm. I mentioned at the beginning, if you think in a woman, you're gonna have your, you know, uh, uh, body reaction, and it doesn't. Uh, what is real? The people, I think, people get, uh, but um, get the confusion with this term. Something could be real, but not necessarily materialistic mm-hmm. speaking. Something could be real, but not material. But and so right. it's
4: remarkable as well, you know, in those, in those things, the, the kind of memory you're talking about, this kind of dream, right? What is remarkable for me is that you can, you will remember this 20 years from now, correct?
9: Yes, uh, at the perfect you, even. You the, will
4: not forget those <laughs> dreams, right?
9: No, 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 no. There are big experience, like when I saw the 9-11 <laughs> Uh, right. It's
4: that important board. to you. It's that important to you. So, it is. I think that's amazing because I, I had similar kind of kind of dreams that you you remember twenty years later. You know exactly. You know how it yep. was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. it's more than on, on just the same remember, face.
3: Though right? there is there is dreams you have that you don't remember. So I'm just saying.
4: Yes, there's so many. Yeah, sure, that's what I'm saying. that's why course. I'm saying. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that's, why, that's why I'm saying. saying it, because yeah. why would I? I don't think
8: everything transmits in. The, this material realm that we think everything has to be uh, locked in with the five senses, um, and it's because there's, like I said, there's too much information. There's life, you know. One no, of the it biggest clearly doesn't. Yeah, that's uh, the whole psy-ops. point. Of... Go ahead.
3: No, I was just saying it clearly doesn't. That's the whole the point. Is so that you're you're able right. to dream, where you're able to it... t- transcend, or I don't know if you want to call it let your guard down or whatever. There's clearly yes. another area where you the the brain. And I said shut off earlier, let your guard down, your reality filter is eliminated. Whatever that Filters is. Filter's lifted off, yeah. Yeah, it's just something that, that lifts that shows you that there is another place that you can go where everything isn't dictated by, like you said, the five senses, what makes sense in yeah. this world, what doesn't. Like Iru said, the fact that a tree would appear in a house in any other setting with your five senses, you would immediately be alarmed as to wait a second, this does not match anything I've ever seen in reality. In the dream world and, and, it's that's lifted, that veil or that veil is actually lowered. You're actually you're, you let your guard down to where that is allowed to exist. Mm-hmm.
9: Yeah, and that exactly. is why I I'm trying to clarify that everything is real for you. Everything is real, but doesn't mean that is materialistic reality, material reality. Because what is real? What you felt? What you feel? So, uh, because don't forget that when you have, for example, you have a disease, is produced by your thoughts and your emotions so if your emotions and your thoughts could make real a cancer inside of your body or could uh, uh, could be real and make an erection in your body or a sadness or make you feel bad or cry that is real the thought and the emotion yeah. is real it's not material it's not it's not something that you can quantify and, and show particles uh, carry on the sadness but it's real so every all things that happen in the in dreams are reality but not in terms of something materialistic speaking i don't know if i express uh, good and then you yeah,
3: have but based on so what you're saying have, would you then say that mars and jupiter and these
8: planets they're real it is a program and they're programmed so they in because but why not uh, it, 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 they are but they're not for example
9: the, the, like i for said for when, yeah. when, yeah, when when people talk about like uh, nikola tesla received message from mars right everyone right. read that so he says so yeah, yeah. so supposedly, for me it, it doesn't have any kind of uh, strange uh, you know thing because we assume that planets are rocks but maybe planet our consciousness. So he received like sure. a telepathic, uh, you know, some. So the, we sure. don't we don't know what that uh, things in the sky. Well, that that's are. the version well, in the me... Mahabharata
4: of iru that I talked about before. The Mahabharata when Arjuna goes up towards a star it is a world of where there's beings living there and it's this whole realm that he describes, but for them that's what it is in that cosmology and it's yeah. a flat world. What, tra-
9: what I'm trying to say is when people talk about that story about Tesla, uh, uh, immediately they assume there is a being with an antenna yeah. uh, sending signals because they want to transfer, right. the, the you know, people trying to transfer the way that uh, when we share information, which is something that nobody can prove because there is no any particle that car- carry on information. But people assume that for transmitting information you need two antennas or and a receiver and you know uh, and a- emitter. But consciousness—it's yeah. a way to send information to other people. You can feel that when you are really connect with some person, you can feel. Uh, you know you you, you really feel mm-hmm. entanglement think the same things the same time.
8: think the same thing exactly so we finish the story because with the astronomical I, I, I alignments it. like with tesla when he's saying that he got uh enlightenment from mars mars could have been in retrograde or something it could have been so just something as simple as these alignments where energy is at a heightened state like a full moon if people don't believe this like the full full moon go out under that and feel the energy without woo woop aside you know the harvest moon i've talked about that too the harvest moon is is totally tied into not that it's just in october and and all that there's always a micro macro in the meaning and what the original one of the original meanings was is that farmers would harvest in the moonlight because the moon is drawing energy up to the top of the plant and that would be like a you know, a, a tenfold differential in their their nutrient density in the crop, because it's all being pulled up. You know, moon days suck, Monday suck. And like how the moon has the same amount of uh, mu- uh, days in a month cycle, like how there's the same amount of days in a menstrual cycle. Uh, it, it could totally be tied into the birth cycle and just that the, that the frequency or the energy, whether it's being put out or taken, specifically with like the moon is it's it's always considered like in a negative connotation it's not um it's not a positive one like what the sun would be the sun you know makes everything thrive uh, it, it makes everything grow you know we rise whenever the sun does like your circadian rhythm is linked to the the solar cycle in that sense and uh yep yeah, well I, I don't know if you anyone want to
9: comment on that and
4: no, the only thing is that, in the, in, at least in the Mahabharata, the moon appears in positive context many, many times. It, it yeah, uh, fact, doesn't, doesn't actually have a negative. No,
9: and, and, and I talked a lot uh, yesterday with a guy from Australia and I said that for me, for example, uh, I really love the, the energy of the moon uh, for create. You know, for for be inspired in terms of the art. Uh, I, I really love night and all that energy yeah. that night brings, and the moon for making uh, my work in terms of the you know making 3D Please models. Calm down, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Well, let yeah. me
8: clarify. Like uh, like people like alcohol, right? But that's a spirit, and it's not necessarily always a good one. I've had amazing times on alcohol with friends or family members. Um, made memories that I know I'll never forget in in this consciousness that I'm in right now but in the, it's not necessarily a positive thing overall. It's very deteriorating for the body. puts wow. you in a low level frequency state. It's highly addictive. And so I what mean, I mean by the, the, everything in moderation. when you
4: think about I mean, some tonics that have been invented, they never I, be meant to be binge drunk. Well, they, the big, they only yeah, meant to be taken in, very little.
8: The, look at
3: water. Yes, I mean, yes. water. You can you'll die if you drink too much water. So yeah. that's, no. everything in moderation is goes without saying. People should it. And have you that.
8: ever worked overnight? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it yes. literally takes it out of you. I, I um, well, i do not know, even that long ago working overnight. I
9: think it depends. I, yeah, I think sometimes that because, uh, we, you know, uh, re, remember that the moon represents woman, and the woman is so oppressed yeah. that sometimes I'm start feeling and I start thinking that the whole idea of the moon is a bad thing, is more of the Jesuit, uh, um, Sorry for my English. Uh the, the, the this this you know the represent the penis. The, the yes. right. Yeah, yes. everything is against the woman. Everything in the church you're never gonna have a woman to be a pope. Yeah. All the women's are you know laid down to be just a simple
3: there monk. Yeah.
9: So everything that represents <laughs> the woman is bad and it's terrible and the, that energy That's true.
8: is completely That's very bad. True. So yeah, in Right, fact, they, they, they always inverse you
4: know, that, you know, the scarlet woman. For instance, in one of the, the works I think is the most misrepresented of all time, who preaches his natura, like on the nature of things, uh, they say he's a materialist, they say a bunch of things about him, and th- the beginning of that is dedicated to love, the connecting force of the universe, and that is Venus, or Aphrodite is a female. Right. And that's the connecting uh-huh. force that connects everything. That's yeah, what and... he dedicates it to. And then they say he's a materialist. Yeah. And
9: object. and remember that the history behind uh, it, you mentioned before Mother Earth, and they yes. they transfer it to the Father Pan. And in fact, when you go into, and I present this in my conference, but if you start thinking in uh, the world that the elite in, in our days used to... Uh, you know, talk about the possibility, the theory behind uh, why we have life here on Earth. Because a meteor brings bacteria, uh, you know, and uh, French, that is called pan which is the yeah. sperma of pan, because our Mother Earth isn't fertile if you don't have pan. And pan is right. the god of nature, as they equal that the Mother Nature, you know. So they're trying to replace feminist energy with the masculine you know perversion because yeah. everyone knows it uh, represent pan represent but for finish the, the story so you have those four states the intellectual dreams the emotional dreams which is the most common uh dreams of all then you have the premonition dreams you have when you talk with um dead dead families and then you have the astral, project, uh, the astral projection dream which is the, 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 the thing yeah the, the thing that that mm. happened to me the first time because lucid you dream. project yeah no i don't like to call lucid because lucid everyone knows who lucid lucifer, is. Right. so Lucy, i prefer you know, to i prefer <laughs> to call consciousness dream you know because you are you are They're awake, quote unquote, but you have the consciousness to control the dream. So when you have an astral projection, you get out of your body in the same conditions as where you leave your physical body. So if you start, you know, if you have a rest on your couch in your in your living room. When you have the astral projection, you're gonna be there. You're gonna see your body in your bed or in your couch, and you're gonna move in your house, and you can go outside of your house, and you can fly in your city, but everything is interacting in the real world. And then you have the um, astral projection um, uh, travel or, or, or journey where you go, into complete different place uh, where you leave your body, but you are you you, you have the consciousness, yeah, somewhere else. But oh my y- you have you have your consciousness and you control that
4: experience, and you yeah, can. That happened when I was 16. You 16 in the states, and we had been like exhausted from skiing or whatever. And one one more, I, I was sleeping in the basement. It was snowing. It was in Utah. And But I woke up and I was in Brazil. I was in my room in Brazil. And I was looking around. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. Why am I here? What am I doing yes, here? I started to yes, go desperate. Yeah. I was like, what the hell am I doing? It looked exactly like my room everything. And then suddenly it started fogging out. And I was looking at the windows in Utah.
9: Yeah, well, yeah. I have a few of those dreams. And I have all the... I, I passed the, the, the six states of these dreamings, And also I have a really bad dreams when I felt that someone... Possessed me and, and and was really shocked uh, about that. Um, but the the thing is, after the first time, I I'm start trying to understand what happened, but how to control and how to get back to that state. And that is why I sent this uh, link that uh, Jaden's opened just for a tiny. Well,
3: I put narrow, it on. Uh, I put it on. Uh, I put it in the chat, yeah. for everybody.
9: Which is okay. Which is the lucid dreams. And why I showed this webpage, and I talk about this a few times in the past, but for me, it's one of the best one in terms of, it's, well, first of all, it's free, in terms of that you can download your, uh, you can, it's like in 22 languages or, or more, you can download it for free, the practice. But the, the most important thing for me is that, it's not, uh, you, you don't need anything else about yourself, you, you don't need to invoke any avatar. You you don't need to ask Jesus or Buddha or Lucifer or, or whoever to help you to go in that state. John you Baptist. don't need to drink. You don't need to drink a plant. You don't need to take drugs. You don't need to uh, use uh, any type of San Pedro or ayahuasca. Nothing. It's just you are yourself. It's very, it's very easy in terms of the practice is the practice itself but it's hard to achieve that state but the technique mm-hmm. is simple it's not something that for example is like I, I tell you well if you do you know uh, I don't know uh, uh, 20 jumps in the air above thirty centimeters you're gonna get out of your body well right. maybe for you it's hard because you don't have the physical state to do that but in terms of what it implies is very easy it's just make 20 jumps so the thing here is that when you go to sleep you need to do uh, uh you know two, three steps to start working on that. So the the actual thing that you need to do is easy. But it's very hard to get focused and, and, and to achieve that moment. For example, the Freemasonry I, I always read that they have like a, a, a trick to do because they they hack the the state of the dream doing something that is very clever in fact and I I practiced that and and works which is you need to like uh, between 10 and 15 days you know 2 weeks uh, all the time like 6 to 8 or even if you want 10 times a day you just take a moment of 2 minutes and you start look your hands and analyze the scratches the dirt the splats you know things that Mm. call your attention in your in your hands and you just see from the palms you turn around and you touch it but you by yourself alone completely focused in your hand and after those two minutes of see your hands you ask yourself i'm a dream and you respond yourself and you respond of course no i am not dreaming so you do that like 10 times a day and because you are pre-programming yourself it's gonna happen what what is gonna happen is that when you go to sleep some of those days in your dream you're gonna see your hands and you are going to repeat the same question but immediately you're going to respond yourself yes i'm dreaming and then something like something very strange happened because when you realize that you are dreaming everything turns like crazy because you start like have a really yeah. nice emotion, and because if you are an, an emotional guy, you lose connection. It's like, for example, everyone who plays, who, who play a, a, a musical instrument. For example, when, I remember when I learned my first uh, pentatonic uh, scale, uh, when I start, you know, you know, sh- shamming on some kind of back uh, track of uh, blues. If you if you feel the music, everything goes with the flow. But when you start mm-hmm. thinking to see yourself from outside playing that song and say, "Ooh, it's, it, I can play this scale," you fail because you transform the flow of feeling in the flow of thinking, and think is more slow than feel. So in the state of the dream, yeah. you 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 must be. You cannot be like a child saying to yourself, "Oh, I'm doing it. I'm. I have consciousness in this dream, because you're going to wake up, and that is I something that's going to okay. happen to you the first time, because we are all, all of us are like a child in, in the first things that we practice and something get you know get nice, but with the practice, uh, you're going to start to control your dreams, and that's very nice. And for finish. I also uh, paste this link in the, um, in the chat section, which is a really good movie in terms of talking about the, the, the Tibetan books of the dead and how the reincarnation and how you reborn or you select to be again in this world yeah. and things like that, which is called Enter the Void. That is the, the, the name of the movie. For me, it's very interesting. I don't agree 100%, but if you want to have like a, a notion about uh, what could be or, or why we are again uh, in this state of reincarnation, it's very interesting, at least to to
8: take a look and, and analyze that movie because it's it's very impressive. A lot of the time, whenever I'm, um, it's it's literally on the same lines as um, what you just said. Is um, when you're trying to help someone slow their thoughts down because we're on sensory overload. We're programmed to be that way. Um, one way of of thinking about it that could help someone get out of their own way is to have them think about their thoughts as being a river. And your river, uh, your uh, your thoughts are the river, and the river is flowing. And thoughts, they just keep flowing. They never really stop. And so as you're look, you're sitting on you know the river bank. You're looking out at the river, and you. If every time a ripple happened in the water, which would be a thought, and you just jumped at every ripple, that you'd be just jumping in the water the whole time. So instead, you, you essentially, you focus back in on your breath, your pranayama, which means uh, to either let go or to contain. It's to, to let flow or to contain, to use the energy. So you're allowing it to just keep floating by. And then if another ripple happens, you just keep floating by. So it just allows you to assess your thoughts so that you just don't jump on every single one that you have. Um, And I think on the same lines of that, you you were talking about how one way of of being conscious or or, uh, conscious in that dream state would be to look at your hands, right? Um, Same thing as kind of like Inception, the movie. Is how he has mm-hmm, that yeah. little thinning thing to allow him to know what uh, realm he's in, um, whether he's in the dream state realm or if he's in what he would call, you know, material reality. Um, there, that's why there, you know, shamans have had beads. It's it's for grounding. Um, there, there's many ways to ground too, but it's to allow you if you were on a, sh- a shaman. Uh, if you're doing a a a journey if you're going and you were getting uh put through a psychedelic journey by a shaman um induced by a multitude of things it doesn't mean always taking something that is um a psychedelic you produce it so one way is to do it is you can go into a sweat lodge you can go to a, a sweat lodge and um you have to do some prep work before you get in there, or else you're gonna essentially be fighting yourself the whole time. Because we have demons with inside ourselves, whether it's your your uh, your memories, you know, your um, traumas from things that have happened to you, or like I said, what's in your gut. You know, your gut is where like 90 of your neurons are are built. And um, so, if your gut's thrown off, you're not even gonna think clearly. And so, um, there, there's a whole process to how to get shaman through breaking Maya, the illusion, so that you can understand, you can live here to the fullest. It's like you're reborn again so that in this realm, you can learn what you need to learn so that you don't have to necessarily come back to this realm. So you can kind of level up in that bardo. And some people think it's the archons that trick you back into this matrix system and the light, you know, they trick you back into the light, um, which is, you know, like a vagina opening up, you coming back out as a baby. And there's many references in Mystic texts. There's also some in, like, pop culture or cinematography. I don't know if anyone watched The Sopranos, but one of the most famous episodes of The Sopranos with Tony Soprano is whenever he's in that coma. And um, he... Uh, keeps running he's in vegas and he's in this dream state he's in vegas and he uh keeps running across these two monks and they're in full you know full monk garb and uh they keep calling him by a different name and uh he's like super confused and he for some reason he's a different he's that guy he thinks he's like i have this briefcase and it's for whatever reason it's this other guys but I'm not that guy he keeps telling these monks that and at one of the it's not the same episode because he's in a coma I think for like a couple episodes or something but at the end of it it's essentially the Archons that disguise themselves as a loved one in that dream state which happens to be his cousin that I think he killed in in the show but nevertheless there he's like out at a ranch he's like what the heck am i doing here essentially he's like looking around and his cousin stands there and starts talking to him and he's essentially trying to rope him into coming inside the house and it's like a farmhouse and he's like you know come inside everyone's waiting for you and there's just light like the door is open the lights are on there's just light coming out of it and that's kind of one of those uh examples in uh cinematography where it's talking about possibly getting crypt by an archon entity that you know recycles those back in, or however you want to say it. I don't know what, yeah, what you remember guys remember that about
9: the uh, <laughs> LSD—it's—I uh, mean, a league of a spiritual discovery, and what they're trying to do is like a—you know—make synthetic door, you know, make synthetic, uh, door, uh, you know the shortcut to access at that state, and you know, blow the people's mind and everything you know everything against nature that's good for them
3: you were that is you in the chat right yes it's
9: me and you, i i you, unfortunately you. trying to put you uh you, award, Jersey uh, but you are so pathetic and, and yeah. i just uh, put at another guy so, i saw that so much for,
3: yeah. I, st- I started thinking as soon as i saw I, that i, I thought I, I gave the wrong guy the ranch yep. i was like oh shit this guy's trying to call people names but um, yeah, a lot of people in the chat say saying, day, saying it all day depends day. on how you use uh, marijuana. Oh, okay. Obviously, that's the the case, uh, as everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people saying, "Oh, if you smoke too much weed, you don't dream." I think that is the case, and you got to use everything in moderation. And I think so there, too. Yeah, there's people out there saying, "Oh, uh, and not I, well,
4: by Monsanto."
3: No, no, no! You I, I was the, gonna uh, say
4: I was gonna say that in the as far as the stories from why people reincarnate uh, that I know from the Brazilian literature and a bunch of other stuff that I read, the what the accounts seem to indicate is that people prepare to come back for for different reasons for people that they love. They go; they are bound by by bonds of love. Essentially, you come to help someone out or to be there for somebody usually that's and that and everything. then and then but there's also some kind of transcendence uh, in that there would be other realms but there's like mm-hmm. it's what i think jaron mentioned is like he would never go to heaven and be happy if somebody's suffering somewhere else or if he you know leaving people behind and things like that and that seems to be the case when people pass uh, that, that sometimes they get, they get, it, continue to be attached or, or will, they will. There's this prepared reincarnation stories, there are many of them. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah I mean, really, like, it's so explained to us kind of the, so so the idea is that because if you kill somebody, somebody I you cause harm to someone, you have to redress that. And one of the ways you need to give them life, um, for instance.
0: Yeah, guys, but again, sorry, I, I need
4: to go. Um,
0: I'm
9: late. Yeah, post. Take Goodbye, everyone,
4: and, and thank you
9: so much for having me on and for all the support you really give me.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Bye, you.
3: Support, you everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, we're going to close the show. Bye, Iru. See you Sunday. Nice to Yeah, Globusters, guys, Sunday, uh, back with Bob at the helm, and it's going to be a, you know, all flatter, so definitely tune into that. That'll be, I don't know if it'll be on the YouTube channel. For sure, it'll be on my DLive and Bob's DLive, which is uh, dlive.tv slash Globusters-FE, that I remember. And Chris, we got to um, get you on a show. I'll, I'll text you, and we'll work out a time, and uh, we'll just do an interview. And maybe you can bring some of your—I don't know—best thoughts. Uh, you seem to have good comments on everything. But uh, you know, to get it down to an hour, to where you can kind of—I uh, don't know—get some more people to check out your podcast and your website. And I think you should do some videos. I think people would enjoy um you know and like you said you said you have some videos where you're just sitting there talking i mean that's all it takes put Dude, a couple- I, I
8: don't even know how to share screen and stuff i i, I haven't like it's so <laughs> I easy haven't put a lot of time into trying to figure out but i i tried to set up a d live and i went through the process and then it didn't do my first stream it like wouldn't connect and okay. with youtube i know you can't share screen unless you stream it through something else so i'm trying to figure out all of that essentially okay. you know my my podcast is me just speaking and i'll have a cover art that i'll like maybe touch you know i'll touch on with that and have a narrative that i go with but uh yeah i i know i'm trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah it's easy.
3: it's easy it's easy i'll i'll teach you then um i don't know if i need to do a video i probably should do a video for everyone i, I think i've done one in the past but just a you know simple uh, whether it's live streaming or video making at this point um and again i say it's simple but i was in the same boat where i said i couldn't possibly do this and i bought a three dollar video making software from goodwill or something and and uh just threw it threw it in there because i saw what mark Sargent was doing so i think a lot of people can do that and if you yeah live streaming took a while to learn but it's uh pretty easy and obs is pretty easy i can set you up with that and show you how to
8: live oh stream that's what i right. downloaded um, OBS I, I set it up I, like I you know DLive gives you that subscri- um, the breakdown on how to do it and I went through all that and yeah I'd love to learn man okay definitely any help is accepted here
3: <laughs> yeah it'd be <laughs> great we need we uh, need more voices in the uh, movement for sure and just you know the truth speakers and I, I love anybody who is open minded and, and brings new things to the table uh, I'm always open for that and you know, that's what a lot of people have a hard time with they you know I hate this show, it's not going, you know, I don't like what this guy's talking about, I don't like what, and people just need to learn that, you know, you don't have to watch every show, that's what's great about, you know, providing all this content, people can choose what they want to listen to and what they want to watch, and then they don't need to watch things they don't like, so people don't like Chris, then you wouldn't watch his channel, if you don't like me, I don't know what you're doing here um, but yeah, that's the way it comes, so let's round out the show again, Globusters Sunday, uh, we have uh, Eru who is on, so you know, thank you Iru, and you can Support him at patreon.com slash nur para Todos. Uh, a lot of us have Patreons. You can go to my website, jaronism.com, click link. And then um, you know there's a link to a few of us and our Patreons. So if you want to support you know, $5 each person would be great. Uh, again, a lot of people, say, oh, you're in this for the money. That's why we went three hours without mentioning how you can support the show. But it does keep this going. A big thanks to my patrons. We had a fun uh, thanks for joining us, by the way, uh, Rodrigo. Uh, we had a patrons only hangout on last Sunday and we're going to do that the first Sunday of every month. And, um, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. So thank you everyone who joined and that Mm -hmm. is available on my website now. So people who are patrons, you just go in there, sign in, hit patrons on the menu and you'll be, you know, there's a button for patron only content and you'll be able to catch that. So it was fun having everybody on. Uh, my patron of course is patreoncom slash jarenism. And I really appreciate everyone who has signed up this last week. Um, it's been amazing. And you know, while you're there, sign up for uh, Austin. His is patreon.com slash gets it. Uh, also, Rodrigo, patreon.com slash anthropology. Uh, you have Karen B. You can do D-I-T-R-H. You can do Globusters. Again, a lot of those links are on my website, and I'll be adding more. So just check out jaronism.com and hit links. And for patrons, jaronism.com slash patrons. And you'll find all the links, and there'll be more coming. We're going to be uploading all the episodes of Monday Night Raw, all commercial-free, all 226, I believe, episodes of that, Uh, going back some four years. We'll all be there for patrons soon, uh, amongst other things, so it should be fun. Um, But yeah, Chris, I want to get you on a a show, uh, maybe next week sometime, as long as my baby doesn't come. And again, I just want to tell people, when the baby does come, I may be gone for a little while try and still show up on monday if i can but you never know i mean i always say rodrigo put me to shame because i think rodrigo was on my show within 12 hours of his baby being do you remember that Rodrigo? so thank you for putting yeah. me to shame <laughs> i did want to say a couple thank yous to uh some people and by the way if you want to mail me something you can do that as well po box 3044 merced california 95344 but uh, I got, went to the post office this week and got a letter from Grace. So thank you, Grace, as always. And anybody who wants to get some of her art, which we've showed before, she does some great artwork. That's how you can get the Jesuit shirt and some other stuff. She is at tinyurl.com slash little dancing bear. I didn't see her in the chat today, so maybe she's got uh, something going on. I think she's got some schooling or something uh thank you to my patron jeremy for some baby gifts i got some amazing baby gifts he's amazing he's always been amazing he takes me out to lunch when we have flat earth conferences so he's awesome a lot of people know jeremy my patron todd sent me a baby bath which was i don't know serendipitous or whatever you want to call it it was like the one thing we hadn't bought yet and then we get in the mail a baby bath so unbelievable the uh Chances of that happening. Uh, thank you, Cindy, for the letter about the show that I talked about earlier. And Mike sent me two masks. What is with people sending me masks? I think it's a joke. I don't know if it's some sort of. <laughs> I think it's a going joke with people. I don't even know where they're getting this. Information. I guess just me saying over and over again, "Please stop sending me masks," cause people to think it's funny to mail me masks. And sometimes they don't even write anything. They just send me. He sent me two. They're in little packages that say "Free Smile." I don't know mike don't send me any more masks i don't want um anyway but thank you to everybody it's uh been fun and again um so chris tell everybody real quick where they can find you i guess say it one more time where your your website how they can listen to you and then you and i can work together i'll uh show you how to live stream and then you can start doing it so go ahead and tell people
8: i appreciate that so much sharon um It's my website is awakenedoptimalhealth.com. And if you want to, there's, it's my wife wife and my uh, website. So we have uh, a lot of health orientation there. You know, there's going to be classes on there, yoga classes, uh, nutritional guidance in the sense of a reduction, not trying to add in a bunch of things. Um, But the podcast, if you're really interested in that, you can go to the conduit, which is the member section of the Third Eye Live podcast. And I'm trying to figure out how to get people on there. Jaron's going to help me with that. And that would be so cool, dude. I appreciate that. Uh, otherwise, if you want to just message me, I don't post any of the stuff that I talk about um, in the sense of conspiracy or esotericism, any of that on my Instagram. But if you do want to just message me on there, a little DM, it's uh, Chris Wayne 92 And um, otherwise, thank you guys for having me on um i really appreciate it it's definitely been uh, a long time coming in the sense that you know i have listened to you guys for so long and it's just very uh you know surreal to to be on the show with you guys so thank you for having me on Well, it's awesome it's what we're here for hey, you and felt I, the right moment right you felt the synchronicity yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely i know that dude so many synchronicities going on it's and i i it kept it to two so it didn't seem ridiculous <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on um and like i said i'll reach out to you and text and we'll figure out a time maybe next week that we can come on and do an hour show and then also um somehow i'll show you how to live stream share that
8: my would screen be awesome, or something. Man.
3: yeah all right sounds good thanks chris
8: awesome thank you yeah. take care everyone take it easy all right. So that was Cheers.
3: Chris. If people want to uh, follow him, please do so. And I'll have him on my channel. And uh, I'm also going to show him at a live stream and he'll start doing some live streams. If anybody else wants to do something like that. The great thing is you can join. Uh, call Monday nights. We do a lot of shows where the Thursday show, the second half of the show that I do with Dirth and Stein, uh, we let people call in. So a lot of people have been joining that way and getting in contact with us that way. Uh, become a patron and join us in the patron only hangouts. There's you know lots of options uh is austin still here did he leave yeah yeah i'm here oh, i here. what's you? up bro uh what's new with you uh yeah thank you It's real. Cool. i like it uh, i will show it real quick but go ahead uh, tell people uh, what's going on with you
5: well i just as you can see i'm stepping up my meme game um i like it yeah i don't know i, I don't have any definitive plans i feel bad i keep saying it. i'm just like a real busy person i gotta work blah blah, blah. but um I'm am still trying to set up a couple of things. I'm thinking about maybe a side little show, and then maybe I'll have to do it in the morning. I work all day, come home. I don't know, but I'm trying to figure out the the time that would be best for everybody. But I'm gonna start. I'm going to start streaming on YouTube D Live eventually. But anyway, that's one uh, day. Yeah,
4: that's all I got. Well, we appreciate How you, you being do the, here, the whole implosion thing.
5: Well, just yeah, just. Bullet style call out everything they tell us we're not allowed to talk about.
3: Well, so. maybe do a couple of the couple shows on YouTube and kind of get people to go to your D Live and then start doing a show on D Live only. Uh, it's kind of my plan. I don't know what day yet. I'm still trying to decide, and I don't want to make any big decisions before the baby comes because I feel like. I would say, okay, Wednesdays at this time, I'm going to do this show. And then within a week, the baby's born. And then I'm a little bit, uh, out of sorts. So I'm waiting till after to kind of announce some stuff, but I do want to do a show that is D live only coming soon. Cause I want to thank everybody who's there. D live is awesome. I got a great bunch of people there, some subscribers, bunch of followers. It's going really, really well. And, uh, I like the platform and hopefully they continue to not answer the criticism that they're getting from every direction. Um, because they're providing a place for people who are able to talk about things that maybe aren't allowed elsewhere and at the same time it's not it's not hate it's not um you know it's not instigating violence i've never said go to nasa and do blow the place up or anything like that you know never done that never said that um there's other ways that we can figure this out talk about it talk to your friends talk to your family make a channel just like I just told chris chris has got some great things to say what is the best thing to do there it's to you know, get some of that stuff out where other people can hear it. And yeah, will you be talking to only five, ten people at first? Sure, uh, but then you yeah, can come he
4: on. He and he could go on for a long time. He has a lot to absolutely. He so. could just
3: talk forever, and that's what I mean. And you know, and again, that's why I'll put him on my show, and we'll send some people over there, and then you take off from there. People will start liking, it, sharing, and then before you know it, it's like Alex Stein, right? Within a, within a matter of no time, Alex Stein has a, you know, a few thousand yeah, subscribers. Alex. Uh, Alex the guy is crazy yeah he's a, a pro, he's a pro he's a pro yeah he's been uh, we had yesterday we we're just going through a lot of people like I can't stand watching this we we're like having him dance in the streets with these people I mean he just does so much ridiculous stuff he put a <laughs> I
4: need to catch up on, on oh, some of the stuff he's man. been doing you said he had a debate yeah, really he had a debate that.
3: You can go to modern day debates uh, I think it was two nights ago or yeah two <laughs> nights ago he did a debate on 9-11 uh, he says he wants to do more debates so that's interesting uh-huh. Uh, next Thursday instead of having the Dirth, Stein and Me show at noon, it's going to be me Dirth and Rose doing a conversation with Jason Goodman so check that out and then we might do the Me and Alex show later that evening so keep an eye out for that Uh, Globusters Sunday like I said and let's go to Rodrigo Rodrigo, what's coming up for you? What do people need to know? Uh, Well
4: just finishing the website you saw a little bit of it. Um, just going to continue doing that. <laughs> it's coming and along great. And then, uh, you said
3: it's coming along great.
4: Your so, website. Yeah, it's good.
3: Yeah,
8: absolutely.
4: It's going to be nice being writing a little bit more for it and then getting all things organized to, to get the, the, the content uh, the, the place that it, it should be at. And this is like really great to have this kind of project uh, to, to work on, right? To, to get all your stuff in, in the right place. So that, and then waiting on your some of your reading on Space Cracks, see if we do that at some point, see if I need to change anything in it and add the index, and, and we can talk about it.
3: All right, sounds good. Uh, everybody should check out. Remember remember, Building 7. No, it's on the screen. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of content out there. I saw that Brian Stavely is going to be doing a live show in a bit. Uh, he had a bunch of stuff on his DLive going today. Some great videos that everybody should watch for sure. I think I covered everything. So, next time we'll see you will be Sunday, 12 noon Pacific, either DLive.tv slash Jernism or slash Globusters. Let me check real quick if I want to release the chest or should I wait for Sunday? Let's, Let's go
4: ahead and release it. Well, oh, you can accumulate the chest and then release it at a certain date you want.
3: Uh, yeah, Cute. I mean it's only got 91 in there. I'll add 500 to it, so people enjoy that. So, uh, on YouTube, there is no such thing, but on D Live, if you want to go over there, uh, you can do so. So, yeah. Say, yes, yes, please. Do. All right. So we're gonna release the chest, and then we will be out of here. Unless you guys have any final words.
5: No, I say burn it down. What if we just? Uh, what if we go all D Live and then throw the videos on YouTube? um, on a D live playlist or something. And, and so that there's That's an archive
3: of the videos. Yeah. It's a good idea too. <laughs> yeah.
5: Until <laughs> they take them or we're down or whatever, you know?
3: Yeah, absolutely. No, I like D live. It's going well. Um, on most shows, I don't think the case was today, but on most shows, there's more on D live on my Thursday show. There's definitely more on D live than YouTube. I think today, just cause the lounge is, we do that on YouTube. So there's more on YouTube today. Uh, try D says great idea or good idea. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so there you go I released it
4: try d is great Is a, a buddy of mine I think I think it's a, it's my discord
3: yeah no, there's so many good people in there. And thank you Julie Bennett as always uh, she's spoiling me with uh, what do they call it? ninchkinis yes um, alright it's been fun everybody I think that that is it again like always I'll put all the links into the show notes and give me a, you know, a few minutes after the show i'll put everything we talked about hopefully you can find all the links in the show notes all right guys it's been fun i remind you to do your own research because when you do you'll never again believe what you've been taught till next time this has been Jaronism. peace peace